This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusion X. Joining me today, we've got a full house. We've got Zen, Aldino, and Rook. What's up? Hello. What's up? Yo. <laughs> How's so, it going? So, <laughs> so like, uh, some things happened last night, you know? We're not going to do this whole thing in those voices, no, no, right? we're not. We're not? I mean, you think I'm doing that would it. take way too long. Yo, we're going to talk about that die. live letter, you know? <laughs> what are you? I don't even know what voice what it is. What is this voice? It's you like a- kind of New York, but kind of not. <laughs> you Adrian. It kind of sounds like, <laughs> yeah, okay, like New York. Okay, it's Rocky. Okay. And also so Philadelphia. like an animated bear. That's like <laughs> what I'm getting. <laughs> yes. Yo, I'm Trinket. What's up? <laughs> no. No. I, I will not apologize. Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, last night we had a uh, letter from the producer live, number 68. Uh, and, you know, we're, it's one away, but this one was pretty nice. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, before the actual live letter, uh, they had their test broadcast. Um, and there was some interesting chat. Uh, yeah. Yoshida was was telling some stories, um, and he ended up kind of starting to talk about the metaverse. And of course, chat immediately is just like, "Oh no!" Mm-hmm. The whole chat is just full of like, "No NFG, blah blah blah." And so he's looking at the chat, and he addressed it. So, um, let me go down here. Uh, he. This is summarized. He basically says, mm-hmm. um, I understand that our CEO Matsuda commented on the concept of NFTs in his New Year's messaging um, and that there may be some sensitivity or nervousness happening around the topic. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mention it earlier, but based on how Final Fantasy XIV is designed, we don't intend on incorporating NFT elements in the game at this point. So if anyone is worried or concerned, I can say it at this time that we don't have any intentions of putting that in the game. He's like, we already have a so, cash shop, guys. So we don't you, need to sell these pictures. <laughs> so there you go. Um, he says, uh, looking at how people are reacting to the subject matter, there also seems to be a good amount of people that may have it uh, misconstrued as something that you're mining or what exactly an NFT is. So I'd love to, if there's an opportunity, uh, to speak on the subject of NFTs because it's an opportunity for a new business model, and I believe the vehicle itself is a concept that could make a video game more interesting, but we would need a specific game design that would accommodate the concept of NFTs. Uh, if there was an opportunity to go to, into it in deeper detail in an interview unrelated to Final Fantasy XIV, I would be interested to talk about it. Um, I think there's a potential to utilize it without going in a wrong direction. Um, mm. For any game, before we talk about the financials or mon- monetary discussion, we need to make sure that the game is fun um, and that there are fans for that game. That's an important piece that we still need to keep in mind. But again, no NFTs in Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> so... There you go. He's not opposed to NFTs in general. Sure. So that's kind of like, oh, Yoshida. But it's, yeah. No NFTs you know, in 14. Concept, sure. Uh, execution everywhere, every single place that has been done so far, not so great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. It's really it. Yeah. One day somebody might make them worthwhile. That's about it. Oh, oh no. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But. Maybe. So there you go. That's that's what he said. <laughs> yep. Hey, it was it was a great non-answer, but also saying that yeah, I'm interested in the technology. That's fine. 
whatever. Just don't it's, bring the 14 and we'll all be okay. It's certainly great that he addressed it. I mean, obviously, yeah. after Matsuda's uh, New Year's letter, a lot of people are like, oh, mm-hmm. no, he's going to like start putting his Scary. hands in NFTs and, and ev- anything he can. Um, and it was that was a legit concern that a lot of players mm-hmm. had. Um, so for Yoshida to come out and just be like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Like, <laughs> good. Yay. Um, so uh, now we'll jump into the live letter proper here. Um, this is basically um, a, a roadmap here that's kind of setting up the, the next 10 years um, of Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and so there were a couple of concepts um, that uh, Yoshida talked about. So the first one, uh, future concept number one, an even better RPG alone or with friends. And so mm. we've kind of seen this with the uh, beginning of Shadowbringers, how they added the trust system, um, how it was easier to go through the story as a solo player. Um, and Yoshida wants to basically keep going with that. Um, there's going to be large-scale updates to the trust system. We kind of had an idea that this was coming um, based on our uh, media tour stuff from Endwalker. Um, so what they're going to do right now um, for uh, patch 6.1 through 6.5, uh, there will be trust compatibility for all main scenario dungeons and for player trials uh, that are going to be added through 6.1 and 6.5. Patch 6.1 will make uh, a Realm Reborn uh, scenario duty. So that's just just 2.0, not Mm -hmm. 2.1, 2.2. Just 2.0 scenario duties, trust compatible. Um, I was still so surprised by that. Like That's a huge thing. I mean, to have the entire core game reworked to be able to do that... In 6.1 was not something I was expecting. No. But I am so glad that it's happening because I even recently was replaying. I think a lot of players are Mm -hmm. going back. They want to take the whole journey again. And if you want to play on something, even just like a DPS, whether or not you're somebody that falls into the mindset Yoshida-san was saying, where like you really just want a single player experience, I was still finding it so hard to justify being on a DPS because I just was sitting there for cues going, well, I really wanted to play this class on this character, but... I don't want to wait that long to do Totorak. Oh, that <laughs> heal, that healer privilege is just seeping through yeah, so strong. <laughs> um, they also say that further improvements will be made to some uh, low-level main scenario dungeons and trials. Um, right now, there's uh, they're not doing eight-player trials uh, for trusts. Um, they will, however, be looking into that uh, for 7.0 or later. A lot of mm. the uh, things that we're going to be talking about here um, is stuff leading up to 7.0, um, or in some cases, things that may launch with 7.0. So um, there really isn't any story discussion. We don't know what's coming with patch 6.1. Um, however, um, looking ahead, there will be a patch 6.1 part one live letter that's going to be coming up, uh, I think it's March 4th at mm-hmm. 3 a.m. Pacific. Which makes me think it's probably not going to have live interpretation because it's not yeah. a terribly friendly time. So we're probably going back to... We've been spoiled with these last yeah. couple of projects. We really have. Um, I couldn't believe there were people, uh, both English and Japanese speakers, who were like, these are too long. And while they were very long, because it's twice the amount of speaking, mm-hmm. it's it's it was great. I, yeah. I saw people the, the commenting on right that, there. and I'm like, you know how long we've been asking for these live letters to have English yeah. interpretation, yeah, and now you're complaining? 
honestly, like, Shut it up. is. <laughs> it's so much more accessible. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to. I don't want to hear anybody complaining about it. Yeah. Nobody complain about it because, <laughs> really, truly, this game has an international audience, and like. For many years, I think we've seen them lean a little bit more into, like, I mean, obviously, the game is made and produced in Japan, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And the audience there is very passionate. And we've seen them maybe lean a little bit more into that or accommodate that a little bit more. But it really does feel like in the last few years, they have been making such a push for their international audience, um, branches, content creators worldwide, players worldwide. And so to have live translation at these, especially for anyone who's new or just getting into the game and they tune in for one and then they're like, I don't speak Japanese. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? They don't have all the discords and resources and everything that we have set up just to be able to understand what's being said in communication about the game. So it's really important that we have this. And I'm really glad they have It's it's rough too, because I mean, even even during this, um, I mean, they they used to do a really great job in the official forums during live letters with uh, Q&As or posting information, and they just stopped that. But then they didn't really do anything to replace that. It their, their official coverage of their own event worsened, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's been yeah it's been rocky with with the way that they've handled live letter stuff. So hopefully, you know we'll 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 see what happens with that. But mm-hmm. um, regarding the trust, though, you um, should have mentioned that maybe um, because of how they're going to be implementing them like story lore wise it may not make sense for certain characters to appear um so maybe trust could be people from like the adventures guild or adventures that have the echo i was really excited to hear about that give me my retainers get people's retainers they're out they're in the dungeons put them in there you do you do a dungeon squadrons yeah you You do you do a dungeon with your retainers and then you open the chest at the end and it's just like fish you're like Oh, yeah. Okay, I get it now. It all makes sense. It's not I possible. Know, but I would, I would love, okay. I would love for it to be like the Elpis dungeon. We go in, uh, we do like Hullbreaker Hard and Merlvid's there, or we do mm-hmm. the Vaults and Harshafont's there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did mention. I don't know if it was exactly at this point, but it was definitely in the context. Mm-hmm. He mentioned the Airy right? specifically. Yes, I think. the Airy yes. and Astinian, and how they mm-hmm. were going to be yeah, reworking yeah, yeah. it. Because, like, Astinian is there as an NPC in the last yeah. fight. So having him in the actual fight makes total, like, in the whole dungeon makes total sense because it's literally a journey you take with him. But because of this, a lot of people have been, you know, theorizing. Like, yeah. will they add something like a temporary one in for Isale? Will we get, like, you know, temporary Ooh. trust? I would be happy if they do something with squadrons because, honestly, I yeah. think that, like, combining both of those technologies into something that, like, makes it a part of your experience mm-hmm. would be really nice (laughs) otherwise it's again it's just like squadrons like why do they even exist you know Mm -hmm. so other than to get that last level of your grand company rank you know if you really want but Mm -hmm. i would like to say that maybe do something like that but i'm i'm happy i'm just excited yeah it's gonna be cool i just it would be cool if it was just random retainers that'd be awesome like and you could see who they were kind of like a dragon's dogma where you could take people's helpers into your game it's crazy. It, not doable, <laughs> but it would be cool. I want a dungeon where I run it. You said Astinian. I want to run with mm-hmm. Astinian and Kryal and Tataru. <laughs> Just to see and them bully him? Hear, yeah, hear their banter the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love... Oh, there's just so many. I would love Isail and Horshafon. Those two came mm-hmm. to mind, you know, mm-hmm. just immediately. 
Um, and then you'd have that great Aerith betrayal moment where you're like, I don't mm-hmm. understand. Horshavon was one of my trusts. He died. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see yeah. what they do with that because it's it's you don't want to like rewrite the story by having them there, mm-hmm. right? But also like it would be pretty cool and very fan servicey of them to do. So they straight up said that there would be instances where they had to rewrite parts of the script. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm hopeful. We'll see. We'll see what happens with yeah. this. Um some other adjustments that are going to be coming to content. Uh, you know how that there's those parts in, in Thousand Miles of Totorock where you walk in and it like slows you and you're just like, this part sucks. Uh, they're getting rid of that. No more no more slow tiles in Totorock. Um, I think I'm the only person in the world who's like, why? It's so easy to avoid them. Just leave it. It's classic. It, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, though, like mm-hmm. if, if that not, you know, for because for, this is all coming with the trust and stuff. Like mm-hmm. what if the trust don't avoid it and then they get too far yeah. behind or they can't heal you? And like, I, I think it just that makes something. sense. Yeah, that would be um, hilarious. I, I think yeah, the, I just, that makes sense. That's the I'm only reason I can all. think of. I, I mean, it's fun from a flair standpoint, and I think that if all the dungeons had something like that, right, like where there were different I don't, environmental effect things that could actually affect mm-hmm. you, like I the, think that would be... Like the piss pools in Orm Vale. Yeah, but like or otherwise, it or is just, it makes sense to remove wind. it. Yeah. There's some mm-hmm. bit. There's a bit, um, there's a bit. But. Now, I, I, know, I know, Rook, you said you're not sad about this. Uh, you might be sad about this next bit of news. Um... They are going to be removing Cape Westwind as a duty. Mm-hmm. I'm not sad. No. <laughs> I mean, our, I our, like our, our, our poor little well. shield man. He's just yeah. <laughs> well, well, they're he's not going to be cooler now. They're, so, not, they're, well, not, they're not trashing him. Well, here, here's the thing, though. Like, maybe what if people are just every so often they're like, "I want to go see him. I want to see how he's doing," but not like mm-hmm. the yeah. oh, not the well, weird I, not like the weird Aisha There's scope a- version. Yeah. We're not talking about well, that. I was but like, say, there's a different dungeon so, you can go and do that in now. <laughs> yeah, and they are reworking it, right? So they're reworking it into yeah. a duty. Instance. You got to Yeah. So, so you'll have yeah. to new game plus it if you want to. If you want to go mm-hmm. check in on Shield Man. Um, so I mean that that makes sense. Um, what they're also going to do, um, and this was kind of like the big like, oh, finally mm-hmm. they're doing something. Um, Castra Meridianum and Praetorium dungeons will be changed to four player dungeons. They're finally mm-hmm. going to adjust these. Um, they also said that the battle with La Habrea at the end of Praetorium will be turned into an instance uh, quest. So you'll do mm-hmm. Ultima. That'll be the end of Praetorium. So they're finally, they're finally. Yeah, the new 1v1 La Habrea. It is. It's, it's pretty interesting. It's been so grandfathered in. Next thing, you know, they're yeah. going to be like, we're going to change Guild Hest. Guild what? What are the, <laughs> What? Never heard of them. I would love to see them change guild hosts. Yeah, me too. I mean, honestly, I'm curious to hear what all of you think, but I feel good about this change. Mm-hmm. It is, there are things the community has built around this, and even chat was talking about it, right? The idea of almost like hazing sprouts with yeah. the, oh, Cape Westwind, hardest trial in the game. And that is fun, and it, it has taken on a life of its own, but that's really the players, right? Mm-hmm. And we will always find things to tease people with and like have fun with in a way that is not mean. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we will we will find those things. But mm-hmm. honestly, I remember when I first got to those playing a Realm Reborn, uh, it was Heavensward era and it was still like a complete face roll. Mm-hmm. And and or the dungeons themselves at that point hadn't been patched to be even nearly as newcomer friendly as they are now. So those were some of my worst experiences in the entire of Final Fantasy 14. Here I was at this epic moment. I was so excited. I was so happy to be bringing to a close this final chapter of the base game. I felt the stakes were real. I was having fun. 
And I really didn't feel like the ending lived up to it at all. Mm-hmm. And Andor was actively terrible because people used to be incredibly rude during those two dungeons before they were yeah. forced to do the yeah. cutscenes. So I'm glad they're reworking it. I honestly think it'll be more fun overall to actually do those. It was needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be I'll be really curious to see because I mean obviously right now it's just you just run through all of them, you just aggro mm-hmm. everything and like whatever yellow. But like yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll be really curious to see how how they are uh, yeah changed. Um, it, was, it was strange to me that people. I mean, it's not it's not strange, but it was disappointing to me that if somebody had popped in and was like, "I'm new," people couldn't just hold on for a second. <laughs> I get it. You know, it's, I get it that you you want to hurry through the thing because you're there for XP. That's the only reason you're there. But like, don't ruin somebody else's time. I think. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I think right today, I think, you know, in the last couple of years, there's definitely been been more of a willingness to wait for people in cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think on the other side of that, too, like there's like a million cutscenes in these dungeons and they're all very long and it's nobody wants to wait that much. Um, and so I'll be, I'll be curious to see what they, how they, how they adjust things. So, um. so what, what I really wanted to say though, was I, I'm kind of disappointed just because I did get to experience it when it came out and it mm. was really fun. And I do have fond memories of that, but it's not really for me anymore. So yeah. I'm going to get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I still think... remember going through prey and then you get in the magic text. It's like, Oh my God, this is like the yeah. greatest yeah. thing ever. And and I now mean, if I can, I'm like, oh, I have to go feed my cat. I'm going to be FK for a second. I skip it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, honestly, a lot. there were a lot of things that contributed to this. There were also relic weapons that were tied to grinding various mm-hmm. elements of this. There were various other things that like people were repeating this over and over and over. So, of course, like I think the community got desensitized and just kind of salty about it, to be honest. Um, and forgot what it was like to go through that for new mm-hmm. players. Um, mm-hmm. Even if now there are a lot more people that, you know, yes, I think are are really excited about the future of this game and are really realizing that actively helping Sprouts and being patient and encouraging is how our game continues to right. thrive and get more cool stuff like everything that was announced today. So like, yeah. Um, <laughs> or last night, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it is, I'm glad they're doing this. I think overall as well, I'm just excited as a veteran player to experience these in a different way. Um, because then, like you said, while I've been playing for a long time, I wasn't there when these were first released. So it's one of those things where actually doing it at a pace, hopefully theoretically, that has been adjusted with how players bowl through it at this point will be really fun. Um, and chat did mention that it sounds like Ultima and or, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? La Habrea. La Habrea so are going to be their own fights, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I guess uh, first Ultima is the end of the, the dungeon then? Probably. Instead of second yeah, Ultima? Yeah, most maybe? likely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I might have missed that. It's hard It's hard to like type all this stuff up and listen to it. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, okay. the place will explode and then we'll have instant fights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so uh, that's it for uh, trust and making the game a little more solo friendly. Uh, second uh, future concept number two here. I, we've been we've talked about this a little bit. Mm. We had an idea that Yoshida wanted to do things like this before. Um, they will be doing a graphical update for Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, <clears throat> Can you even hold together right now? I, I can't. This I can't, is the first wait. one. <laughs> this is the first one. So, um, because the age of the game, there's <laughs> she's like, there's an insane amount of graphical assets. So, if they wanted to upgrade everything, um, you know, they could run into conversion errors. Uh, plus, there's just you know, you need so much time to do all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. they're going to be doing this in phases. 
Um, and so the first update will be the first time here that they're testing upgrading these elements. So right now, the stuff that they have is planned for implementation in 7.0. Um, so this is stuff that they're working on now. Um, Yoshida <laughs> says that maybe we'll we'll get another preview at maybe like the next fan fest or something. Um, so they are currently developing uh, and preparing on uh, things you know leading up to the expansion. Uh, they're hoping for screen-wide aesthetic appeal suited to a multiplayer environment. Uh, there will be new animation and lighting systems. Um, new graphics will not be comparable to those of standalone titles. This game is not, you know, she's like, this. Is, we're not going to make it look like Horizon Forbidden West. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still an MMO. They still need to be able to render yep. all the players on the screen. Um, the minimum operating specs will change for 7.0. Um, they said specifically in regards to PlayStation 4, um, they're going to optimize the PS4 version of the game. They might also add um, some optional uh, settings like, you know, like having a performance setting or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they will be supporting PlayStation 4 until at least 7.0. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, they're going to try and accommodate as broad a range of hardware specs as possible. Obviously they don't want to like kick anybody off the game because they're upgrading right. stuff. They still want people to be able to play it. Um, so let's go ahead. Actually, I, I, I set up a gallery here. Let's, let's take oh. a look. I got all fancy, fancy for this. I mean, like we can't, we can't <laughs> talk about this stuff and not show yeah. it. Um, I know. Oh my gosh. So the these, initial thing they did, the uh, initial one they did where they're like, scary. check out this face. What do you think of this? And they don't like comment on it. They just I'm show like, it. They're like, what do you I'm think, like, chat? I mean, it's a good I actually start. had, yeah. I had <laughs> yeah. some people in, in, in voice chat with me who were like, ooh, I like that. And I'm looking at it going, no, too creepy. No. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it was a little creepy. Um, no. So yeah, what they, what they have here, um, these are samples for the character visuals. And this is about after a month or so of testing. This is just mm-hmm. after a month. Um, and they have they have a while to, you know, obviously the implementation for this is going to be 7.0 um, and they'll obviously have to have it done before that so they can start implementing it. Um, but yeah, it, I think these look really good. Um, it's it's just enough to, like, make the game look new, but it's not going overboard where it looks like a completely mm-hmm. different thing. Um, and I, I don't think that that's what these changes are going to be. Right. It's going to be it's right. familiar. It's still the same game. Um, it's just a little more polished. Um, with MMOs, you cannot break that identity that your player has with their character. Like correct. you can't go too far. If you yeah. go too far, everybody will be very upset. So, and I mean, the thing is that fourteen. I think even a part of the reason why they've gotten by so long without having to do a large scale graphical update is because, well, one mods exist, but nobody mm-hmm. would. Use- but two, what are, no. um, also just the fact that 14 does have a really distinctive visual style and identity. And I actually love the style mm-hmm. of 14. Of course, there are textures. There are things that we yeah. would love to see improve. Ian's entire mm-hmm. body. His entire body. His entire body. Yeah. It's a pixelated wasteland. Oh, but this, this, oh my gosh, what is <laughs> happening, Fusion? You what? did it. I can't believe you did it. I can't believe <laughs> I would do that. That's just, yes, that's, I knew you would. That's absurd. Who, why, why, why would anybody? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, back to, okay, my God, those potatoes, they're so real. Mm-hmm. Um, they they look so, so real. Um, but what I do love is that I think it gives the faces more depth. The eyes just sparkle. Right. They the eyes alive. are, yeah, there's, yeah, the eyes look so different. And in, in yeah. some of these, I think the, the here one, um, yeah, specifically, let me go back to that first one here. 
yeah, the eyes just look so different to me. Yes. Yes. And that's like, honestly, I love it. You're building off the bones mm-hmm. of the style you already have. Style and artistic direction in and of itself is truly timeless. It's just that the technology that we have allows you to realize things in a different way. And I just think mm-hmm. that this looks beautiful. I love this. Mm-hmm. And this is just a month in. I can't wait. Yeah. And it looks to be <laughs> mostly lighting and shadow. That's really it. Yeah. Well, that that that's a little different. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> but. Yeah, these look really <laughs> good. <laughs> it really um, is mostly lighting and shadow. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing what just some lights will do, and we'll get we'll get into that mm-hmm. a little in a, more in a mm-hmm. little bit um, as we get into oh the other gosh. pictures. Neff brings up a great point that mm. I am now retroactively I can't believe <laughs> Neff says as an Ellison player the fact mm-hmm. that they didn't show off. Ellison. I mean, they <laughs> also didn't show Hrothgar or Vieira. I, for me, I think. It's been a month. <laughs> yeah, it's been a month, and. <laughs> They need a lot more work. You know, when they sure. said animations, me as an Elzen player, I went, ah, my stupid male run. They're going to fix that. Maybe. I don't They're going to no, fix it'll, some of the it'll just, issues. it'll just, it'll Maybe. have some, some extra shader, shaders. It'll be a higher resolution, yeah. awkward right. run. See, that's the thing. We don't know how far they're going to go with it. Yeah. I, I think because, but... because of the, the scale of the changes they have to do. And I, 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 you know, sorry in advance for even, you know, mentioning this. It's probably mm-hmm. not happening. Oh yeah, most there, likely there's not. so many things that they have to do. I don't I I doubt anything animation-wise is is going to change. That's that's in the game already. Um they talked about maybe having like longer or more like expressive emotes and stuff mm-hmm. in the future with this system. Um but I think just because of of how many things there are in the game. Um, it's everything that's there now is, is going to get this overhaul, but it's like, it'll just, it'll look a little better. It's not going to change drastically. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to say about Ellison's really quick. Um, I think of the bunch of them, they probably have the most elongated and angled features. So Mm -hmm. I bet they're having the most issue with making them look good in new lighting. Could be. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know if I agree fusion. I, think that already this is above and beyond what I would have mm-hmm. expected from a graphical update, especially considering the pictures that we'll take a look at here in a second, or for any of you listening, you can go look at online. But it's one of those things where I think they are very aware that these are things they'd like to update. I even mm-hmm. remember, and while I don't have it in front of me, um, I wish I did, but I remember an old interview where they talked specifically about some of like the original animations <laughs> and the team and like having to put this all mm-hmm. together in the short amount of time that they did and how, yeah, they would love to revisit some of those okay. things at some point. So uh, this was like ages ago, though. Yeah. So this yeah. is not a new I, I always hate that. It's like I there was an I, interview somewhere at some point with someone. I know. And you can't, I, I, I have that all the time. Like, Man. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, of course, it, that doesn't necessarily mean that we should be banking on this because Mm -hmm. don't bank on anything until they tell you straight up it's happening for sure um but i would not be surprised especially given that even during this live letter yoshida-san said we will not be adding any more races after female hrothgar so the next logical step for me would be hey if we're doing all this stuff to have better systems then we will also be addressing like cc or even some animations Mm -hmm. things or you know i i wouldn't be surprised to see that at some point I don't think that it's going to be in this first pass. Like that's where I agree with you, Fusion. I don't yeah, think it's going to be yeah, the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, too, maybe the, second what or we're, third. What we're showing now, this is for they're planning this for seven point mm-hmm. um, and, and even then, I mean, Yoshida said because uh, you know there's so many NPCs and stuff. So here, let, right. let's let's go down the actual sure. list here. Yeah, uh, we're just like dancing all around here. It's it's exciting. Um, yeah. So what they're gonna do for characters, they're gonna have higher resolution textures. Uh, so that's hair, skin. Um, obviously, this will carry over to gear as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have improved material qualities, like uh, you know, skin, metal fabric. Um, he, mm-hmm. he talked about how 
um, fabric used to look really good in 1.0, but they needed to dial that back a little bit for 2.0 so that like it wasn't putting a huge strain on the game. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they don't just like bring back the 1.0 code for the textures because that's that's I feel like that would run into so many issues, but they wouldn't do that. Um, but I do remember that like fabric in, in 1.0 looked mm-hmm. good. Um, Shadows not so much. Yeah. Uh, Light, light. There, there's going to be uh, better lighting effects and shadow effects, yeah. uh, especially for players. Uh, the overall appearance of a player uh, will be altered as little as possible. Obviously, these are characters that you've made that you've been playing as for years. So your character, right, isn't going to be suddenly super different, right? It's just going to look mm-hmm. a little nicer. Um, they are also going to be applying this to old NPCs where possible um, from 7.x onward. Um, and they're also testing things that they may... Uh, do in the future but there there is that talk because there's so many npcs mm-hmm. um maybe you know especially some of those npcs that are a little more custom that don't have things in the character creator um y- it's very possible you might see an npc that's updated next to like a not updated npc because uh, that's that's the only practical way they can do this they have to right. do this in phases they have to roll it out um I, so it might be weird a for a little here. bit but okay yeah, I wrote this note during the watch. So um, this just means, you know, as a disclaimer to say that some people's waifus and husbandos are about to be trashed here. So be pre- yeah. prepared, right? Because they're not going to update everybody. Like, if you're curious, George fan, Gorge fan, like, I don't know. Hilda? Like, come on, please. But I don't know. Maybe it's, not. It'll be interesting to it'll see. Yeah. It'll be the other way because Curious Gorge is built off of mm-hmm. player pieces. Like yeah. they talked about mm-hmm. Telegiana Legi. He's going to be updated because he's built off of mm-hmm. the defaults that we have to build our characters. So it'll, like it'll, the ones yeah. that have specific models yeah. will come later. I'll be, yes, I'll be but, curious mm-hmm. if you have like an NPC that's uh, maybe the the model is character creation stuff, but then they have like yeah. a custom wardrobe. Or like, is or the face going to be fine? But then, like right. the wardrobe, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I'm really curious yeah. what you know, what the uh, from the dev the dev side of things, how they're going to do that. I also hope that they take this opportunity that while they are reworking through all of the unique visual NPCs, that they add those face presets into mm. the CC and the hairstyles. Please, and thank you. I I would that imagine <laughs> that um, character creation stuff would come after this like a, as it maybe like a phase two or onward um because i think you know I, once they get this new stuff in there then they'll say okay what are some cool like character creation options that we can do that look yeah. a lot better with these new settings i think um i think we can really start and you know they didn't say that but we can start to expect sorry yoshi p we can start to expect that character creation is going to get touched though yeah that's what that's another thing about this announcement is that Oh, wait, they're actually doing it. And oh, wait, it's in multiple parts. And we're not getting any more races, as you said, yeah. uh, Rook. So kind of seems like it's going to happen. Phase, right? it's phase not. two is just hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the animation changes, I didn't want to go Fabric. into this, but with animation changes, that is rigging, that is ears, that is fixing so gear. I, I, so I think this is probably a good time to put this next bit in here. Uh, yeah. Yoshida said they will not be fixing... Uh, mm-hmm. clipping issues with this because that would mean that they would need to add a physics system and he's just like no <laughs> so there there is a limit to what they're doing here mm-hmm. um, we're still going to get clipping which is a bummer but also I get it um, every game yeah so keep that I mean, in at this mind point, um, it's just mm-hmm. been around so long I don't see it anymore <laughs> yeah me too I mean honestly except for like just 
a few that are kind of glaringly like but like for the vast majority it does not bother me i'm very happy with these graphical updates every every so often like like, i'll change my glamour and get a haircut and then i'll be running around i'm like oh no we can't do that my hair is clipping through the collar (laughs) don't like that i was really bummed with the uh the thavnarian ribbon that just came out it's very Mm. petty but also it clips through my ponytail that i like to wear so i just changed my Mm. hair screw it it's fine I'd much rather have yeah. them give us the other things we want, like long hair or weird, crazy ponytails, than worry about clipping. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, don't worry even about worry it. Because that was actually an issue of, of initially. They're like, we don't want to give long hair because it'll clip through clothes. Everybody's like, we don't care. Give us plain <laughs> long hair. I'll ignore the color of my shirt. It's fine. I will yeah. change my wardrobe. There, I mean, there, there definitely fine. is like that point where you're just like, okay, we realize what you're working with here. Just do what you can and we'll, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. This yeah. did bring up a good point that I, mm-hmm. I, we were talking about the hairstyles and everything else. Um, and it did dawn on me that if they are updating in theory, right, like all of the things that are available for player characters, then some of those things we already have in the game, like the twins' hairstyles, Ishola's original hairstyle, those sorts of things, mm-hmm. I would assume would also get updated with that. It's, you know, yeah. that's one of those things, though, where they were created for an NPC first. And then I feel like the character version might be like a different file or, or something potentially. Cause it has to go on different races heads and stuff. So I, maybe who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'll be really interesting to see, um, once, once 7.0 hits, um, just, you know, how, how things look, what gets yeah. updated first. And it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. That'll be yeah, a game that everybody plays. To list. Yeah. It'll be impossible for them to put in any patch note. You know, we're we're just going to have to rely NPCs on the community. Now look better. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can so make yeah. a contest of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Figure out which NPCs. Um, so, so that's 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 part one of phase one. Uh, <laughs> part two, I guess, of phase phase one. Um, they're also going to be doing um, some changes for map visuals. Um, and so just like a, a quick disclaimer on some of these, I'm going to, I'm going to pull them up. Um, uh, some of these are exaggerated. I thought you were talking about like the actual duty maps. And I was like, I know one of the things was in maps fusion, but it's not just maps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so some of the uh, lighting effects and stuff on these images um, are exaggerated just to kind of show off what they're doing, mm-hmm. what they're able to do. So keep keep that in mind um, as we go through these. But um, the big thing here is that they're going to be able to add more light sources. Um, and so this this shot here um, in the studio, for example, um, before there's like one light source. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe maybe a couple. Um, you can kind of see the the little circles kind of on the walls and stuff. But um, with this newer, uh, the ability to add more lighting points, you can see um, more shadows are being cast from, you know, different directions and stuff. Um, this one here, especially with with uh, Titania, um, is really well. And again, the, the, the lights were colored to exaggerate and make it more obvious what they're able to do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, like, change the tone of, of this fight yeah. or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, they're really able to do... Um, add a lot more uh, lighting and stuff with um, it. Yeah. It, sound, it sounded like um, they're just basically going to be using more memory. They're, they're making mm-hmm. the, the client have more memory available. Um, they showed off um, some of the new uh, textures are playing with as well. So here um, you can see like an improved like gold or metal texture um, in uh, one of the map dungeons here. 
Um, it's I mean, yes, it looks super gaudy, but it's kind of supposed yeah. to, right? And again, these right. are they might be exaggerated a little bit um, for the sake of of the preview. Um, this one, next one, I thought was really cool. Um, adding more environmental objects. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it looks so different. <laughs> yeah, um, they kind I, of they they kind of yeah. like wrecked the stones a little bit. Um, they added some you know a bunch of stuff. It looks like there might be some barrels with grapes in them. Um, mm-hmm. It just it really I mean not that the the area design is bad right I mean the areas already look really cool but to add more objects and just make it feel more alive or more occupied I think that's really cool yeah to me it's really uh, the ground texture like they they called out mm-hmm. that it has more than one layer now and that's one of the biggest tells of an old game. It's the yeah. ground texture. If it's just that default ground texture, like they just made the terrain and just plastered that thing on it, you can really see it. And yeah, yeah that really brings so much to this picture immediately. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you can see it immediately. You can kind of see in that that bottom left there. There's some some rocks, mm-hmm. and then it kind of goes into like the 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 normal like texture. Um, yeah, and it just it yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. You can see some rocks and, and grass, grass in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean. It, it looks really yeah, it's cool. A tiny good detail because it's very realistic too. Like grass mm-hmm. clings to those little areas in reality. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it feels it, just more. It feels more dimensional. It feels more you know interesting to right. look at. And mm-hmm. it's funny because, like you said, in game right now, again, it doesn't feel like when you're running around, you're going like, "Oh, terrible!" Like right. this is yeah. all so bad. <laughs> like it's not. There's so much that's really beautiful about how they've realized the world. But when you look at those pictures, gosh, even when you look at the Titania comparison, I was just like, there's the actual concept they had for this. Like, there's the fight, you know? And when you look at the, like, original and then you compare it and you're going, like, the sense that you get from either of those is so different. Mm -hmm. That, like, lush, I just, oh, it's just so, so lovely. And it feels much more like their visuals are now actually kind of pushing towards the conceptualization mm. that they had in the story and in the world and it feels like it matches more what we mm-hmm. feel when we play 14. It's it's interesting. I think that the Titania one specifically, it's like the the fight, it's like what you see, but then the new one it's like what you hear because of that like whimsical <laughs> music, right? Sure. <laughs> and I mean, that's a funny you know, way to put it. Some people were like, "Oh no, it's red and what just imagine it with a cold color." Like, you know, yeah. that's fine. It's just going to be ups- more light. I don't know why they'd be upset about that. I thought that was one of the most beautiful things about it. I was like, oh, the dimension yeah. of light. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, it, it's this. it's the same thing with like the characters, right? They don't want to drastically change things. They still want you know fights to have the same kind of tone and palette and stuff as they do now, uh, which, which in, makes sense. Yeah. In in contrast to that, uh, when I saw the extreme red uh, in Titania, it was before they told us that that was just so that you could see all of things mm-hmm. and show mm-hmm. the extra dynamic lighting that they could put in, and I was like oh no, are they really going to change like the color tone in that fight? And then Yoshi does like, no, just chill out. It's okay. okay it's so. just, I That's just... so weird to me. It feels to <laughs> me I... like it's way more true to what would be happening. I see in chat even Ivory saying, it actually feels like the light is coming through the stained yeah, sure. that's, and that's, that's, that's not how I was the... sort of uh, like making myself feel better about it because the tops of the windows absolutely have red but there's way too much red yeah. in the room from just the windows so like sure. a little bit of red for me totally fine but I really enjoyed the original color palette so I don't know it's it's sure. been a while since I've done the Titania fight but I, I think one of the best mm-hmm. um, uses of stained glass that I've seen is actually in Hawk Manor um, 
oh, right. the way that it gets kind of reflected on that that main uh, staircase. I think that looks awesome. I, I don't remember mm-hmm. if if the the ones in that first phase of that fight uh, did that or not. It's it's been a while. Um, but yeah, seeing more stuff like that would be really cool. Um, and finally, here this 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 is this is the big one. Everybody, mm-hmm. um, they are going to be improving grass. <laughs> Look and at that. You think he's joking? Look at that grass. Look at, Look at Look it. At it is it. Oh the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. It is it really is. nice. It's above and beyond what I expected. A hundred percent. It's so good. Uh, like I mean, it's not photoreal, like they said. It's just it. It's so much better than it was. It they, doesn't make any I sense. Mean, look, like, let's be honest here. Like. It, you know, they they said that this isn't gonna like the graphic updates aren't gonna rival like a standalone game. Sure. They are still one hundred percent working in the confines of their engine. <laughs> they you know they're not mm-hmm. magically able to do a whole bunch of stuff. This is like they're you know they're able to push this a little bit more. Um, you know, hardware has improved over the years. They have access to more memory now and stuff like that. So you know now now that the the hardware has improved, they're able to do this kind of stuff. It's not gonna be night and day, but it's gonna look nicer. Um, I mean, it's funny because it does look night and day to me. I mean, okay. and it's like, maybe it's not the absolute, yeah, photorealistic green screen capture. You know what I mean? But it was funny because during this section, Yoshida-san was saying there's actually a scene in uh, Endwalker where you go, like, you see the grass. And he was like, I thought the grass was so disruptive to me that I wanted them to remove the scene because it just looks so bad. Mm-hmm. Well, and part, part of it was where the, where the grass uh, showed up is what it was sure and so with um, yeah go ahead but i i mean like i had literally had that thought before like mm-hmm. it, it's a small detail and sure it's not one that you're always going to be seeing but the texture on it like especially if you are anybody that takes screenshots the amount yeah. of times i have yeah. gone to take a screenshot that's like dramatic screenshot in a field and i want this like artistic little branch to hang out or like a bit of the grass to frame and then, and the then pixel I get branch the pixel. or grass is just mm-hmm. like <laughs> it looks so bad like it really really does stand out yeah. as one of the i think most aged parts of yeah. visuals yeah and I, and i think for like what i'm expecting it to to happen right especially like with with the grass is like don't get me wrong like the new grass looks fantastic but i think it it could be one of those things where um you think of whenever they like remaster a game these days right you're like oh it looks so good it's just like how i remembered it or whatever we're gonna get in here we're gonna see the grass and it's just it's still just gonna be grass and it's like yeah that looks like grass and you know maybe we won't have this big like big like revelation about it like oh it looks so much but it's just it's grass um maybe Maybe uh, maybe depends. maybe that's just me. Maybe I think, I'm just trying to like psych myself up to like not be like, oh my god. Maybe, maybe. Uh, well, I think in areas where grass is really prevalent, it's going to make such a difference yeah. from the air because you see those mm. patterns on, yes. on the ground. And with this, looks like uh, much more randomly, much more beautifully rendered grass. It's going to make a difference from the air. Yeah. It's not going to be like pattern, 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 pattern. And it's and it's not just like the the resolution that they're they're changing here. Um, so let's let's go down the list here of, of changes for uh, for map visuals. Um, there will be additional lighting points, which will improve visual quality, depth, and immersion. They will have higher resolution shadows, um, which will have increased movement uh, and decreased flickering effects. Um, mm-hmm. They will have improved textures, metal fabrics, etc. Um, they will also have more 
and better auto-generated greenery, um, which will have increased resolution and variety. Um, so again, it's 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 a mix of like, yes, it's going to look better, but they're also going to change a little bit um, of how the grass is generated on the maps. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that scene in Elpis might look a little different after uh, after they do this. Um, yeah. They also they're talk- basically getting better texture painting tools for, yeah, for greenery there you and, go. and, there you yeah, go. and things like that. Um, they say they're also looking um, at possible improvements to fog and other ambient effects. Um, and they are going to tune all of these upgrades to the maximum extent that performance allows. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to look good. I think it, it yeah. might be, you know, we talked about how there might be uh, NPCs that look good and NPCs that maybe don't get the, the full treatment yet. Um, I'm really curious how, like, obviously, like, there's greenery in all the, or, mm-hmm. you know, like, in a lot of zones and stuff. So, like, if they update that, like, it'll apply to everything. But um, looking at, like, that um, that picture of of, of Thavner, of, of uh, Yedli Mod, specifically, where they're playing around with adding more environmental objects, mm-hmm. I'll be really curious to see um, if, you know, how noticeable that difference will be going from older zones to like 7.0 zones if it's just really like wow there's just that much more here now um Mm -hmm. yeah that could be that could be really interesting to to see that i don't know if you guys saw the uh terrible but excellent joke of hey the grass is greener on the other side (laughs) that would give me a little chuckle i mean is it it looks like the same green (laughs) you know what i mean um the other thing (laughs) i I wanted to bring up really quick is because uh, uh a friend of mine mentioned it they, uh, with the less shadow flicker, mm-hmm. that might affect when you clip furniture together in housing. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. It could, yeah. I'm also, sure because it could just be the the planes being upset with each yeah, other, but Z-fight, that could yeah. be because yeah. of the lighting too. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Huh. I also had to mention because we had the whole conversation about the light source on the moon mm-hmm. and yeah. like, and about that yes. entire thing and Yoshida-san specifically said that the lighting on the moon was something that you know caused problems because they mm-hmm. wanted there to be a sense like a distant light source was lighting the moon um, as opposed to it being like super bright but the shadow flickering and the problems with that made it so they really couldn't get the exact atmosphere mm-hmm. that they wanted and I immediately thought of Al Dino being like where is the light <laughs> as, as soon as he said moon I was like yeah. he talked about this but like it's one of those things yeah. where I mean Al Dino you work in games right and people you know were like well it's because of this and this and this and it's an artificial moon and all yeah. this stuff and it's like those things stand out and part yeah. of how you can communicate again your artistic context of the world and the lore and your intention and the story and the atmosphere right is by having those things and mm-hmm. the idea that like yes if the lighting if they'd been able to hit just what they wanted you would have immediately gotten that sense that like oh this is a distant light right. source that is just casting mm-hmm. this light and these shadows across like you can see that bit that's coming in um it immediately does make a difference even if it doesn't seem like it at first right. i'll be yeah, really you know, everybody curious to notice that to yeah. see the moon after these changes yeah um, yeah. it's, it's one of those things too. And I, I, I made note of this when we did our review too. Um, you know, the, the lighting is one thing, but also like when you get really close to kind of the, the walls of like the, the kind of the, the moon area is kind of like a, a big crater in a way. Right. Yeah. When you go up to those walls, like when I was doing my minor leveling, mm-hmm. 
they look awful yeah. <laughs> up close. They really do. And so, like, if they can improve that and improve the lighting, I think that could look really good. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see what some of these old areas look like once they they do have these texture upgrades and these lighting upgrades. I would be interested to see, maybe through New Game Plus, all of the first during the Flood of Light, right? Before mm-hmm. you get through it. Because that was kind of weird and interesting, and it cast very weird shadows at the time. But I really want to know if they even touch it at all or how it gets backported. You know what I, I mean? Would be, because of the other changes. Yeah, that's that's one of those things. I remember when when Shadowbringers came out or, or mm-hmm. shortly after Yoshida kind of talked about how um, because of the way that they kind of controlled the, the skybox with Shadowbringers, yeah. um, they were able to kind of direct uh, cutscenes a little better, right? Because they mm-hmm. knew there would be light and stuff. Uh, versus like other things where it, you never know what time of day it'll be when you're doing yeah. these cutscenes. Um, so yeah, I, I I can't imagine they would go and and do a whole lot of like mm-hmm. lighting updates because that I mean uh, you're already looking at having to check a lot of stuff absolutely um, with this and then to go back and be like okay now we got to check lighting and all the cutscenes I I just well that's a lot they're gonna have I, to do it anyway. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Any, any system change like this, they're going to have to re-QA literally. Every- Sh- shout out to QA. We need to, we need to, <laughs> yeah. we need to send QA some beer or something. <laughs> it's going to be a long couple of years for them. Yeah. Um, I believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, there you go. That's, that's it yep. We're for, for right now. Um, character visuals and map visuals. Um, you know, maybe we'll get more character creation options later on. I don't, I don't know what else they would do in terms mm. of, of improving visuals. I mean, obviously textures are a part of this. We, that's, yeah. you know, kind of what started all of our, our speculation that we would probably get this as they talked about, um, mm. you know, looking into t- upgrading textures. Yeah. They did talk about one other thing. I, I think this was around the same time, but I, I, maybe it comes mm-hmm. up later. Gear textures and, mm-hmm. and yep, that was like that. Yeah. We mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea that um, especially they were saying they don't know if they're going to be able to get every piece of mm-hmm. gear, you know, especially initially all, you know, perfectly updated. But they are trying to uh, expand on fabrics, metals, textures, all those things that compose gear so that some of those sets, like we talked about Hien's outfit mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but also just for like player acquired yeah. sets, um, that there were some sets that, you know, yes, the assets were much lower or the textures and things on them were much lower. So um, he did at least acknowledge that and yeah. said, you know, that especially too with all of this, they'll be able to design. Oh, I hit my microphone. Design future gear in such a way that they can also again like live up and and or be supported by this new technology that they have, so that it continues to look better. Yeah, any better. anything added with 7.0 um, and onward is going to be using this new stuff right out of the gate. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. Um, cause obviously they're going to, they're going to try and do this the most efficient way they can. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things that Yoshida specifically mentioned was, you know, the idea of conversion, right? Maybe yeah. we could just make some algorithms or something running yeah. through a, a batch thing in Photoshop and ta-da. Um, so I'll be, I'll be curious to see if there's any like really discernible difference between, um, older things that have gotten this upgrade versus newer things, um, created just for 7.0. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bespoke stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be really curious to see. You know, if, if I'm just happy that maybe one day books will look better because the textures on books are just horrible. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, that'll so, be nice. One day, <laughs> one day. Um, 
All right, so that's going to lead us into Future Concept 3, which I feel like they were struggling for and they wanted a third. Um, they're going to continue to provide regular updates on an appropriate schedule. So, mm-hmm. yay. Um, <laughs> with this, uh, we actually got some pretty decent roadmaps. It's rare to have a roadmap this big um, for, mm-hmm. for 14. I mean, I got, I can remember years and years and years ago for Final Fantasy XI when the Ottergon expansion was coming out. They had a roadmap. And they they fell off of that so fast. Oh, yeah, immediately. They, they, like, swore off roadmaps. They're like, we're yep. never doing this again. This was an awful idea. Why would we Why would we tell people what we were working on? And then things, like, never came out. Um, so um, the, big, the big change with this um, is that they are going to change the major patch cycle. So right now, um, we get one major patch, like, every, you know, three and a half months or so, right? Give or take. Um, going forward, um, they're planning one major patch every four months. Um, this allows them more time for implementation and fine-tuning. Uh, they're also going to be adding um, an extra week on for uh, summer and New Year's holidays. Um, that's fine with me. I, yep. I like. I, I think for me, I see this. Um, and I and I feel like like originally, like, or you know, through the years, like the the patch cycle has been shifting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it's taking a little bit longer, um, and especially right now, um, in an environment where a lot of people are are you know probably still working from home, um, mm-hmm. and you know getting distracted by you know or just you know, not distracted but you know dealing with that. Um, mm-hmm. Take take some extra weeks. Like that's that's fine. Please, <laughs> yeah. Learn how to sleep again. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, he did provide this great visual where it was like, you know, this is the amount of stuff that we used to have to like in a patch deal with. Mm-hmm. And now compared to like currently, here's all the stuff and all the races and all the classes and all the balance and all the things. And it really does visually make sense, as well as the fact that like along with this and this change, they announced even more content yes. that I was expecting was going to be happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all these updates. And basically every single patch in the 6.x cycle is going to be adding trust trust compatibility to like each portion of the game. There is so much happening that I went, yes, please just take the extra time. Yeah. You are doing so much, please. Mm-hmm. I think... Remember? And, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that, you know, for a long time we've been saying, well, 14 is making so much money. Then where is it? Right? Like, where is this stuff? It's right here. <laughs> and it is. 7.0 is the pivot point, And we're running up to it. That's why we're getting so much. 7.0 is when we see it happen. Like, it takes a while to get into it, to hire people. More about that later. Um, mm. You know, things like that. This is the investment. And yeah, they got more money. But the one thing you can't change is time. And that's why it's slipping a little bit. That's just what's going to happen. They put more yeah. in, and, and I think you know something too to consider. I mean, we're talking about you know all these trust changes that are coming. Um, first, they had to come up with the idea of trust, right, for for mm-hmm. Shadowbringers, and then it got to the point, and you know Yoshida told us this on the media tour, um, where before when they first implemented this system, uh, there was only like a few other programmers that could really do it yeah. because it was very like crazy, like you know just the the amount of detail that they had to you know put into everything. Um, but now they've like basically redone the entire AI system for trust, and it's so much easier to use now. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean they're going to be using trust for everything, and and so that's yeah, one of those things where, groundwork. yeah, it's you know they're basically creating this entire AI system for trust. <laughs> so that's going to take a little a little bit of time. Um, 
So let's go ahead. Let's let's go down uh, really quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Gonna say so. Um, yeah. Uh, we we actually spoke before when we were doing our review about how we were a little bummed there were less dungeons over time. Mm-hmm. We were really bummed that there were less clothes this time around. Um, so maybe when they have a little extra time, maybe we'll start to get those things back. And also, I think just this little chart put into perspective, like, yes, we weren't getting those things, but that's because we were getting all these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he did mention, too, that, like, they have brought on more staff. Again, they have been able to do this. But, you know, again, he said there's training to be considered. There's all this yeah. other stuff. So, Aldino, I love what you said because I agree. I think we're starting to see the success really be put directly into mm-hmm. the game and um yeah i mean we'll go through all this now but all of this stuff that they're bringing i went okay there's all the yes mm-hmm. like you said zen there's all this <laughs> stuff because there mm-hmm. is so much even bonus content that is stuff we have been asking for in this and i <laughs> oh, yeah. we haven't so even heard of like yeah. what, is, what is the thing what is what is that thing and, and, you know and oh, we've, yeah. we've talked about this before too um the idea of you know, experimentation, like they need to try mm-hmm. new things. Maybe, maybe they don't all work out. Maybe sometimes they're great. Um, and we do have some stuff in here and it's, uh, you know, I feel like it's a replacement. It's like basically like talking about like development and resources and stuff. It's like, okay, we're last expansion. We did this instead of that this time we're doing this. So like, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily like they're like finding a bunch of more time to like, do things it's they're like okay instead of like having another boja we're doing this this time mm-hmm. so uh, i mean obviously yes they are doing more work um yoshida actually did a uh they had a graphic that showed um i think the the comparison was 3.3 and 5.3 i think so um with like you know the amount of uh characters translated the amount of voice lines the hours of cutscenes mm-hmm. and all that stuff and it was it was way bigger in 5.3 um, but of course, because this is a subscription based game, they're able to hire people, um, and they're able to, you know, accommodate that. So, mm-hmm. um, let's go ahead. Um, we'll start, this is going to be patched 6.1 series. So 6.1, 6.11, 6.12, Um, so obviously with 6.1, uh, through 6.5, right. We're going to have, um, new main scenario stuff. Uh, we're going to get some more Hildebrand coming through Yay! six point X, I cannot Everyone. wait. Mm-hmm. I had to check and make sure you were okay, Fusion. Like I had to like just scan through the gamer skip chat. Like is Fusion all right? Is he still breathing? Okay. I was, I was, <laughs> I was just over here like, whoo, Hildebrand. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. Uh, we're also going yes. to get a new side quest series called Tataru's Grand Endeavor. So that's gonna that. be awesome. Mm-hmm. That I can't. I don't I can't know what wait. she's gonna be doing, but I love her, so it's gonna be great. I, I, you know, she I she wanted. talked about wanting to like set up shop and and do some stuff. I I almost would like to see, uh, some quests that like unlock like glamour plates or something like sure it, like some way to unlock it instead of just giving it to people. That could be maybe cool. I don't know. Well, we do supposedly we'll get there, but we do supposedly have some sort of glamour update coming. We do, but yeah. All of this to say, I also really love the idea. I don't know if like Tartar is going to become a, you know, patch cycle character, much like mm-hmm. Hildebrand. 
um, as far as story goes, or if they might be thinking about doing something like as we move on to new characters, new people, new NPCs, mm-hmm. new horizons, if they want to like keep those characters we love and kind of like go through in patch cycles, you know, this time around, maybe we do something with the twins in a little side quest series, mm-hmm. or we go back to check in with people. I just think that's so cute. And the Hildebrand quests have been so fun, but honestly, like, I think they're so fun because you are just taking some time One, they're hilarious, but mm-hmm. two, you're taking some time like with a character in something that's just meant to be an enjoyable romp. You know, it's just mm-hmm. meant to be like a fun side quest. So the idea of them expanding that to encompass other side characters and stories, I'm like, yes. Yeah, I was I, just hoping that she takes over Rowena and now she's the relic. Like that was my hope. Oh, <laughs> like, that, no, they're, they're all well, working I mean, for her I, now. I mean, I think right the story is she's like setting up shop in like the rising yeah. stones, right? To just kind of like mm-hmm. keep keep the building right while everybody's. So that would be. I would love to see some like some business rivalry or something. Oh, oh yes, I would love it. But then, but then also like that there's a cutscene where it just goes full Hildebrand and like she just hits mm. Robena with like a frying pan or something. Yeah, I don't want Tara to get murdered, assassinated. <laughs> it's fine. Marina she has the strongest arcanist in the world. Brutal. It's okay. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be the strongest a, one. A side quest series for all of of six point X. So that'll be cool. Um, Obviously, with with six point one, we're going to get our first installment of Myths of the Realm, which is our new alliance raid. Um, in six point one five, um, we're going to get the new PvP mode, Crystalline Conflict. Um, also, uh, in six point one series, we'll have the Arcasadara uh, tribe quests and dailies. Um, I, they didn't mention if they're going to be battle, crafting, gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just. We'll what just did we get to... first last time? Do you remember? Pixies. It was uh, Pixies, so that was Battle. Okay. Yeah, yeah so battle. battle we got first. Um, cause, yeah, because I remember we, we always talk about that because it's like, okay, now we have the, the things to like make leveling our, our crafters and gathers easier, but we already have, like, we don't need these now. I so haven't I'm, leveled I, a single one yet. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting. Okay, just <laughs> waiting for it. I, I, all my <laughs> gatherers are already done. <laughs> I did my gatherers. I didn't do any of my crafters. I think I did... I did one. I got. I think I got my armor up. Oh, well, my battles mm-hmm. are almost done. So, I, I mean, everybody's different. I, everybody's different. So <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll see. I'll be curious to see what they do with those. Um, yeah. In six point one one, we will have the Dragon Songs reprise, which will be the new ultimate duty. Yoshida said, "Thanks for waiting." Yeah, uh, it's been a while. Um, yeah. we're also going to get a new Unreal uh, trial that'll be Ultima's Bane. Um, also, and they said it was difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. I wonder what really that means. I mean, Unreal. So, so you know, hard, like, but not really. You know, like when things are easy. Mm-hmm. The opposite of that oh, okay. is, I think, what they're they're looking to do. Well, here's the question. Well, it's different levels. You know, you are a dragoon, so. With Ultima's Bane. I had to do it. It really depends on how difficult that floor is going to be to tank. Yes, I mean, you never exactly. know. Some, I mean, I'm a some, summoner, so I don't some, do anything. Some floors are lava. Either. Some floors have slow. I, it just depends on the type of floor. <laughs> Not anymore. Well, yeah. So, okay, with Ultima's uh-huh. Bane, I'm guessing they are referring to the new trial version of Ultima that will be coming out with this patch because of the reworking. Well, remember, though, yeah, that, I think that's, so. that's, that's, it's not going to be a new trial. It's going to be a instanced quest. Oh, is right? it instanced? For some reason, I thought it was a trial. I thought they were, I, I thought I they were making them instanced. Yeah, the old one. The old yeah. Minstrel's Ballad one is what my assumption was. Yes, that's what I thought too. 
the Mithril's oh, battle. That would make ultimate. sense. That yeah. would make sense. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. My brain is like, wait, they're doing what to win? Because the other the ones are, you know, old Shiva, right. old Titan. Yeah. There was there was the Minstrel's Ballad version of that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I always I, forget. I Just like the Odin so many, fight. There's so many Ultimas. Remember when we thought they were going to have a 24 man Ultima trial? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, what? Why would you think that? Um, also, for uh, 6.1 series, uh, they're going to have trust systems. Uh, for patch 2.0 main scenario dungeons added um, that new calling card uh, system UI thing they they kind of talked mm-hmm. about before is gonna be added. Um, what is it? So it's, it's cute. It's like a little it's like a little profile icon mm-hmm. thing for your characters where it makes you look all cute so, and like a little cutout. Yeah, and- so yeah, the, you pose it. The example that I kind of use for this is like. Uh, Think of like, you know, like Steam profiles, how there's like that, you get that little kind of card one, but then you can also like okay. customize it and stuff. They talked about the idea of adding um, seasons to Crystal and Conflict, and maybe you could right. unlock like borders and stuff through for that card. for your calling card. Yeah. Right. It's going to be. So it's an adventure business card, basically. It's kind of like in Pokemon Sword Shield, those like trainer mm-hmm. cards you get. Kind there you of go. like yeah. that calling card. Okay, and okay, yeah, okay. with the release of Crystalline Conflict, which will be 6.15, then yes, you mm-hmm. can feasibly get it through that, would be my guess from what they've yeah. said previously. You're just, you'll be just yeah. be walking around and be like, hey, if you ever need some help, and it's like you you know got your adventure name and it says Savior mm-hmm. of the Universe on it, just let me know. Give me a call on the link, Pearl. I got you. Whatever you need. Uh-huh. you need. You need me to go pick Monster up some breadcrumbs or something? I got your back. <laughs> I love Monster Hunter Guild cards because you can get pretty creative with them and it's pretty locked down. So I can't imagine what people are going to do with these. I can't wait to see them. Yeah. Uh, new hairstyles for Frothgar will be coming. We had those with uh, mm-hmm. 6.0 for Viera, so we're getting the Hrothgar stuff for that. Uh, Imperium, Ishgard Housing is uh, going to be coming with 6.1. We will talk more about yeah. that a little later on. Um, we're going to be getting our first custom delivery NPC for Endwalker. It's going to be Ameliance. I'm really excited. This presents, this presents a problem. Oh, because no, Charles. All custom don't. deliveries so far, you've been able to address them, right? No, Charles. No. I'm just saying, right? Charles. This is not. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying, think about what you can do and what the twins would absolutely not want you to do. Just saying. There's no way they're going to let you dress her. No, there's, there's no way, right? no way. They cannot. No. It's not possible. They have to. <laughs> but if they do. Mom, why are you wearing a metal thong, mother? <laughs> Mom, why are you in a I'm bikini with a Namazu head? What happened? I'm just saying. Your, your best friend, the warrior of light, brought me this. You don't like it? <laughs> yeah. And they can't say no. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being Alice a right now. Like, just, oh, God, no. Please stay away. You walk I in. Mean, you know her, what? Amelia's is just in like the frog suit. Yeah. She, she's like, I funded the science of the seventh dawn. Ribbit. It's like, like okay. I want her to wear whatever she wants. Yes. More power to her. But when players are put in control of her power, mm-hmm. I have worries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of jokes about uh, Fortunal not being there for his kids and the Warrior of Light doing that instead. And I'm just saying... She is a bored rich woman living at home <laughs> with an absentee husband oh, and the warrior no. of light is coming in. I'm there's going to be romance but, but, novels. But, it's going to be great. But she's always thinking about her husband. There's the the leave quest where you need to like help him learn to love carrots or something like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. I'm oh, just saying. Oh no. 
Everybody, please look forward to Aldino's thought, three book romance series. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought that you weren't gonna RP Charles. This is not RP. This is canon. They put it in the game. You could dress her up. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. Wow, I did not expect this response. That's amazing. I, <laughs> I, so I, I think time. I think my my brain is just imagining all the like the stupid stuff I could dress her in, and then like yeah. imagining that, but like in the Endwalker cutscenes. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Anyway, if, oh, after, uh, <laughs> after you dress her, you go back to New Game Plus. <laughs> uh, She's now, welcoming me to the house. Mother She's wearing an frog all gold, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, they'll be expanding glamour plates. Um, they're also planning. I, I, I'm at the point yeah. with my dresser where if I want to add anything, I need to take something out. Mm -hmm. And that makes me yeah. sad because then I sit there for half an hour figuring out which one item I can take out. <laughs> I think he expanded on this later mm -hmm. in yes. the Q and day where he said, I just figured might as well mention it here that um, they won't be adding any more actual plates, but they will be supposedly adding more slots within the, mm -hmm. the dresser within the, the glamour he, wardrobe. They're, they're adding both. I think. I think he said no plates. Oh, let, me, I don't know. let me double check. It sounded during this part, it sounded like they kept saying plates, so I don't in, know. In 6.1, since we're on this, in 6.1, we will increase the number of plates. The amount of plates people want it oh. to increase by will differ per person, but I, so I can't tell you how many we're adding, but I think it should be a sufficient amount for the time being. We're uh, definitely increasing how many pieces you can sort in the dresser and how many places you can use the plates. Uh, so we'll be right. doing this starting in 6.1. So 6.1 so is more not. plates. 6.2x is more dresser space and then maybe at some point they'll they'll mm -hmm. let you use glamour plates in more areas you know what yeah. i would really like and i've beat this into the ground already but you know what i would really like is to be able to wear stuff across jobs and i will add to that mm -hmm. if, if they let us if i could wear such and such shirt off of white mage on my bard uh, i could get rid of the bard version of it mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. would help me cut down on my stuff yoshi p yep or they yeah, can just band-aid it and add more spots. <laughs> yeah, he, he did say more plates, but we don't know exactly how many. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, I, I think the, if I remember right, it was, that Q&A was rough, man, trying to type all that stuff up in real time. Um, I, I think the, the way that they mentioned it was the idea of, like, having, uh, there was a correlation of, like, number of plates and number of jobs. Yeah. Um, so, I remember them talking about that. Yeah, take that as you will. Um, last thing for patch 6.1 series here arguably the best thing data center travel mm -hmm. patch 6.18 so it's definitely coming uh on the uh the tail end of it but it's coming soon mm -hmm. data center travel i can't wait yeah this is gonna be great um yeah. we can ooh. all go see the craziness that is the oceanic servers right now i don't know <laughs> has it calmed down a little is I'm it still it's, wild it's probably still crazy i don't think can we go to oceana with that i thought it was still i don't know to, to region i think it's within i think it's within region one i day. think it's still within region yeah yeah, yeah. maybe that's that's the next day. that's the next uh update. after seven but we could we could play together that's true all you you crystal people okay. one of these days you crystal people <laughs> wow okay <laughs> you used to be a crystal people <laughs> no you left 
I've never been on Crystal. I guess you were you were an Aether people. Yes, I'm on Aether, Aether now. People. I was on Primal because I was on Hyperion. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've you had a character. I've, on- I've had yeah, characters character. on everything. I'm a okay, legacy. We on. can do that. That's our thing. <laughs> We just have 10,000 mules, and then any time we want to buy something from the Mog Station, we have to, like, quadruple check that we're putting it on the right character. I just remember, I just remember many moons ago, you coming with my static to many, many, many primal clears. That was Mm -hmm. before they moved you to Crystal. Yeah, that's right. That was when I was on primal. That was before they they added Crystal. Yeah. We weren't on primal, though. We were on Aether. Yeah. Okay, so was that was before crystal, yep. it was Balmug. They, they moved Balmug to Crystal, mm-hmm. is I think what it was. And that was right before Got that. Eaten, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. So you were you had to be on Aether because we were on Aether. Yeah. Really but before that, that I was on Primal. I'm really matter. glad that we could reveal Fusion's sorted past as being one of our <laughs> Crystal people. <laughs> Back in my day. Um, all right. Uh, Six point two series. Um, There'll be more uh, trust system stuff for 2.x main scenario uh, main scenario dungeons. So 2.1 through 2.5. Um, there will be a trust system for uh, some of the Heavensward main scenario dungeons uh, added. Uh, new weapon enhancements. I'm assuming this is the new relic. Yeah. Um, they didn't really give a whole lot of info on that. Um, right after that, though, they did say that there is going to be a new variable difficulty dungeon they're currently calling mm-hmm. criterion um so this is this is one of those things i, I kind of talked about earlier where it's like okay they're experimenting they're doing stuff there's no like boja content but there is this new criterion dungeon so i think that's kind of mm-hmm. taking the place of that for this expansion um basically it's one through four players and the difficulty scales depending on how many people go in um so that's interesting mm-hmm I am so excited about this. Yeah. yeah. I am so excited. I mean, I've been saying it on this podcast forever that I want more like scaling dungeons or like some kind of mythic or like scaling fractal system or mm-hmm. like those are other equivalents from World of Warcraft and Guild Wars 2. I have wanted more of a four-man player, you know, try like uh, not trial, but like, you know, more endgame challenge. Content challenge. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Something that's a little bit more difficult to be able to do together with a smaller group. And I cannot wait for this. Yeah. I honestly hadn't even thought about it replacing something like Boja, which is interesting. But maybe it is tied to that, which would be kind of surprising to me because it's, it really seems I, I, like I see it as just like a, set, like a, like a um, new system they're experimenting mm-hmm. with. Not that it's necessarily that same kind of content. Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just the, the new experiment this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And, and it'll be They've interesting just... twice now. Why not yeah. do something new? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, guess. Um, I just thought that they were developing that into its own content and that that's what they were going to be using as a method because they decided yeah, to iterate off of it, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. All of these slides, just to, to mention it at the bottom, it says and all the normal stuff, too. Like it kind of has that little blurb. Yeah, at the bottom yeah. So goes, like we well, and all the stuff obviously we'll be getting get. we'll be getting, you know, trials and, you know, yeah. it's, it's raid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, raid cancels. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be curious. You know, we, we we've talked a little bit about um you know, how they they learn things and they improve things, right? Um, we've been talking about the idea of, you know, scaled dungeons and stuff for, for mm-hmm. years and years and years now. So maybe they're finally starting to kind of dip their toes into that. And then maybe 7.0, 8.0, we'll see actual scaled dungeons. I, who, knows? who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, when I heard this, um, mm-hmm. the name made me think of 
uh, something in Eleven called Salvage, where you basically go in naked and you have to try and punch stuff to death until you get what was sort of the equivalent of a pomander. Mm-hmm. And you, one person it would unlock it equipment slots. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so that's so what it would do. it's interesting that, that you came up with salvage because I heard this and when I saw variable difficulty, I thought Moblin Maze Mongers. <laughs> I remember the name, but I do not even remember what that so, is. So <laughs> Moblin Maze Mongers. Boy, that was content. Um, it's basically a customizable dungeon. Hmm. Um, you would basically get kind of a block. Uh, and it was like a like a grid kind of thing, and I, f- I forget what it was like five by five, six by six, or whatever. And essentially, you would use runes that were basically like Tetris pieces, and mm. you would put in whatever you want. Like this one might be like okay, uh, you might have more monsters with like ice affinity, or maybe this one will just increase the toughness of mobs and all this stuff. And you basically it's like a puzzle. You just put it together with however you want it, and then mm-hmm. you would just you'd run it. Um, it was it was cool for a little bit, but it was never anything that that really took off mm. in a lot. Salvage was really fun, so I hope that's what we get. Well, salvage, yeah, salvage also was like Endgame for for a long time for for eleven. So I was going to say that I think like something like that, like you were describing fusion, sounds fun. But the idea that players would find a certain iteration that they mm-hmm. would want to like, you know, just cheese every time. I, well, I mean, that's the thing. Lucky. Like, it, it ends up what but, the the ultimate reward is. I mean, for for salvage, that was like the best gear in the game until they increased mm-hmm. the level cap. And well, that's what I was going to ask. I know that, you you've mentioned salvage before. Was there like because we, we kind of ended up diverting to the side topic? But like, what about salvage would you want to see in Criterion? Or if if they drew inspiration from that, what do you think? Of all of the content that I ever did in Eleven, Salvage was the one that felt the best to just run. Uh, it, you know, I always talk about the brain tinglies. You had to think about it was different every time. Give. You had to think about it wasn't. You had to think about who you were going to give these uh, these little things to unlock their gear slots to. So, as soon as you got a magic one, you wanted to give it to a healer. Because you didn't have healing until you like let them have magic, right? So there were there were definitely things, and and when I say it wasn't, uh, you could go to certain mobs because certain mobs dropped uh, pretty much the same variety of stuff. So you had to kill this thing and this thing to get this and this. You'd have magic, and so that you could give like the the tank whatever their weapon was, so that they could keep hate because. You know, if you don't have a tank who can keep hate, anybody mm-hmm. is going to get punched in the face. You don't have a healer that can raise that person staying on the ground until you get the magic unlocked. So you just have to sort of think ahead and pick out the things that you needed. Uh, and af- I mean, after a while, it did become for- formulaic, but uh, things things went wrong. That's that's really a sort of an interesting thing that uh, Eleven has that 14 uh, doesn't necessarily is when things go wrong, you have the ability to sort of maybe fix them. Whereas in 14, a lot of times when things go wrong, you just kind of die. Yeah, um. you, you either do the dance in 14 or you, or you don't win. But in, in 11, <laughs> if if something messes up, you might still be able to kind of you know save it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. It was it was basically uh, it was basically just going through and being like, I need this one and this one ha- this person has to get it. And you ended up sort of set in your ways. But if you went in with a brand new group of people. Then you'd be like, okay, you definitely need this. I've never brought a monk before. What do you need so that you're actually useful? And it you was, were doing it was salvage really without monks? Oh my gosh, that was like the job for for. <laughs> it was just well, a yeah, job I pulled out fun. of my ass. But it's kind of a, a rogue like with no permanent upgrades in between. 
other than the gear that you got, because you would lose it when you went back in. And I think a roguelike uh, kind of team builder, not not deck builder, because it's not you specifically, but that's what it seems like to me, Salvage. I never did it. But mm-hmm. yeah, having that whole, we are building a build collaboratively together to get through this dungeon, that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the, the ultimate kind of goal of that was mm-hmm. to to target uh, specific monsters to get drops yeah. for gear. And so you would have to go through the different salvage areas, fight different NMs to get these drops. And then you would basically take those and some like really expensive items and basically turn them in for like what was mm-hmm. like the best gear in the game at the time. Uh, meanwhile, Moblin Maze Mongers, you could get like a shovel. <laughs> it was like it was like glamour, like Eleven's version. Of like, you could get like a staff that looks like a shovel. Moblin oh, cool. maze mongers, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I mean, honestly, I think I'd be happy if this was literally just like a difficult dungeon where, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like we're in the in the theory that I mean, obviously, it seems like the mobs will scale because they said that if you are one player, you know, you can just do this feasibly, but that it gets harder if you have, you know, up to four. But I imagine that it would also still be difficult if you were one person and trying to do this because you don't mm-hmm. have all the other stuff in your kit. So allowing that kind of room to shine with something like a class that might have a little bit more multifunctionality, mm-hmm. like Red Mage, Warrior, those sorts mm-hmm. of things. Um, or, you know, like a group composition where, yes, it gets more difficult and it's maybe just mechanical. But I hadn't even thought about if they would add some kind of other mini game, like Lost mm-hmm. Action Acquisition or something right. like you were both describing. Yeah. I think or or do the reward cool. scale, too. I You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that they could do with this. Um, and it doesn't the, have a party format, so you could just yeah. be four tanks if you wanted right. to. Tech, I mean, it could have a party format, but it doesn't seem like it would because you can go in alone, right? Yeah. So I don't know. In the case of something like Salvage, uh, if you went in with less people, more people would have more stuff unlocked. But if you mm-hmm. went in, or if you, yeah. So yeah. so if you have one person, you would never do this in Salvage. But in the case of this one, if you went in and it was something where you had to unlock certain stuff, you could unlock all of your stuff and be, you know, a full player. But if you go in with like four. Every person would have yeah. a fourth of one their abilities. One person may not have pants. Like it's just <laughs> yeah, that was very true. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I don't know that it would work as well with a four-player uh, like limit, like mm-hmm. this is supposed to have. But I'm I am excited for whatever this is going to be. I'm really yeah. it, it's, it's uh, the, yeah. The, just really quick, the the thing that uh, I was talking about where Eleven has that sort of challenge where stuff screws up and you have to try and desperately fix whatever's going on and to keep going i would like to see that somewhere and i think in a variable uh you know difficulty dungeon you could really get that effect yeah it it really depends what the actual like content is inside um Mm -hmm. because you know this is the way that 14 has kind of been you know structured right i mean really the only time you would have anything that's like variable kind of like that would be like a fate or something, right? Like uh, with a with something like a like a trial or a dungeon boss, it's it's very like you need to stand here, you need to do this, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. It's you know, it's not like if you want to fight this boss, you can actually just kite it around for four hours, swap right. people into the party, and nuke it while it runs by. And that was the thing that people did in eleven because you could. Um, you can't do that in in fourteen. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really curious to see what this is. Um, and, you know, obviously it, it sounds like potentially, right, because this is also the same patch as new weapon enhancements, mm-hmm. um, what it looks like, you know, spamming it, right? Yeah. What the, the, the grind of this new content is. Yeah, um, grind and rewards. If, obviously, you know? if it's variable, that helps. But if it's just based on how many players go in, I don't know if 
it depends what else is going on, mm-hmm. I, I think, right? It's cool that it scales, and you can, if you're just on by yourself, you can do it by yourself. If you have some friends that want to go, you can do it with them, too. You can do it regardless, um, which I think kind of caters to that, like, play alone or with friends idea that they're they're going yep. with, which is awesome. But it really depends what else is going on there. If, if it's just, like, here's a new dungeon per patch, and you can go in solo... I don't know mm. how that differs from like just going in with trusts or something. Like so I'm I'm curious what more there is to this system that they haven't told us yet. Right. And poor poor blue mages even though it's single player, you oh, probably no. can't go. Most likely, I Probably would not. Just going to assume that. Yeah. Oh, and didn't they they told us at some point uh last night too like you guys might want to know what's going on with the blue mages. Well, we're not sure yet, so mm-hmm. They're like update sometime. Yay. Yeah. Just we're talking it a, about just, it. Make it a job in 7.0. It's fine. Um, that's a whole other topic. Uh, yeah. Also coming with 6.2, finally, uh, Island Sanctuary will be debuting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll finally be able to uh, to see what is going on with that. Right. Um, Yay, I'm so no excited. No new news, really. Yeah. I know. I keep, it's, like, it's waiting. Coming. I keep waiting for them to actually give us a full breakdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it'll probably come with a live letter before yeah. it releases, but I just want to know more. So many mm-hmm. people are really genuinely excited about it. And a lot of, you know, a, a portion of the community that I think um, hasn't had as much stuff to be excited mm-hmm. about in general. Like we when we talk about kind of the amount and different types of content that are in this game, there's so much to enjoy across the board. But I think this is really the first step towards something that is more like and again, I say this with no judgment on the word, but more like casual content that is mm-hmm. delightful and fun and that you can like do just as an enjoyable thing um, as opposed to, I mean, yes, having to craft or gather or do all this other stuff. Like you can do all that stuff in a way that is relaxed, but this is like a really shining piece of content that introduces something new and fun um, beyond like gold saucer or something mm-hmm. you know yeah so i'm really looking forward to this and i know a lot of people who are genuinely super excited about it i you know it's, people it's love digital farming and yeah. <laughs> get some of that it's, it's one of those things like I, i'm really curious to see what it is um but i'm also re- I, I think it's one of those things that's they're, they're still trying to figure out as well because we really don't have any details on it um nope I mean, Yoshida came out. He's like, it's not Animal Crossing, and that was that was kind of yeah. That was the only thing that he did to kind of like help to to you know determine like our expectations for. It. But I'd I'd really like to see more about it um, because yeah, I mean, there's you know, it's it's been one of those things. I, you know, we talked about it. Oh gosh, probably like a year ago now or something. Whereas people thought you were gonna get like a full house on it, and it's like I, they never what that. Mm. So like, it's it would be nice if that they came out and talked about it a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. but now that it's kind of, you know, locked in on the roadmap, uh, for 6.2 X, oh, we we're probably not going to hear anything for a while now on it. And mm-hmm. it's a oh. full house mm-hmm. and it, whatever happened to predictability. <laughs> That's a joke you won't get unless uh, you're old. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just rare. People know the words to the song. Yeah. Hi, I watched that stupid show after school every day, and I hated it. I don't know why I watched it. <laughs> well, hopefully that. you won't hate Island Sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got it, dude. Oh, my I just, God. I wanted well, to you know, once. I'm sorry. Good. It was good. No, that character. Uh-huh. Named Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. All right. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for 
three series. Uh, they'll be doing trust system for the remaining Heavensward main scenario dungeons. Mm-hmm. The new deep dungeon is coming. Yes. In 6.3. We don't know what it is. We don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I it is a deep so, dungeon. So, yeah. So relieved that they are doing another deep dungeon. Mm-hmm. I like deep dungeons. I think they're so much fun. I like just going into them. I I mean, like I've talked about before, I, I think they give you just great, a huge range of content in one mm-hmm. thing. There is aspirational content in it. There is repeatable small scale content there. Um, even for people who like things like speed runs, those kinds of challenges, mm-hmm. which, which we just don't get enough of in the game. There's mm-hmm. leaderboards. There's so much stuff. There is a slew usually of rewards that you get mm-hmm. from it. I love all of it. Um, and I know it's not for everybody, but honestly, I think it's some of the most accessible, just like hop in and do this mm-hmm. with people content that exists. And yeah. so I'm so glad we get. Yeah, another that'll one. be fun. And, I, and, and yeah. by then we'll have data center travel, too. So we could all do deep dungeon yeah. together. Also, I want to make a prediction here. Mm-hmm. I think the new deep dungeon it's is going sideways. to. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not my prediction. <laughs> uh, I think the deep dungeon is going to be the ruins underneath the bounty that Emmett mm. Selk talked about. I think that's sure. I think that's where this is going to be. Yeah. Okay. That can make a lot of sense. They, they got to start bringing this stuff in. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's going to be yeah. Be that. And since they did um the treasure maps as where they did, right? As the Excitatron. cuz I thought maybe the deep dungeon would be the infinite 3D printed rooms of, you know, the moon cuz that yeah. would make sense too. But we kind of have that already. Let's not touch that again. I I think that makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah, I, like it, that. I, want, I, mean, I, I feel I mm-hmm. feel really confident in that one. My other prediction I'm not as confident about is maybe okay. uh, the Criterion Dungeons are the uh, Treasure Islands to the north. Like Corvo? that would be cool. Or do you mean like no, the like, uh, the uh, you know at the end of, of Endwalker, right? Emmett Selk gives us that laundry list of places mm-hmm. to go. Where to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I think Deep Dungeon would be the the undersea ruins. Um maybe maybe up north is where these Criterion dungeons are. I feel I, I don't feel cool. as confident with that prediction, but I think I think for sure. <laughs> Deep Dungeon, Undersea Ruins, yeah, totally. Yeah. Undersea ruins. We can, you know, give it give it a salvage aesthetic. Yeah. Right? We were yeah, just talking yeah. about that. <laughs> that now she's in. What were you going to say? What were you going to say, Seth? Oh, um, just because I really want us to go to Maricity, and I know we will mm-hmm. in this expansion, I want mm-hmm. it to be, like, some sort of undersea tunnel to Maricity. <laughs> yes, as long as it's not all of Maricity, and that's the only place yeah. that they depict it. Yes, yeah, there you the go. tunnel leading there, absolutely sign me up, Dragon Lore yeah. out the wazoo. I want it. It'll be or, the bridge to go sideways. Part it is. Or Elpis. <laughs> Like yeah. if they if they did something because you know they talk about how like inside the buildings there's the enchantments mm-hmm. and the rooms can all be different and stuff like that. That could be Criterion Hyperborea, yeah. I mean, Ooh. I'd be so down. That would make I, sense. They've already they've given us a lot of stuff. Yes, about the ancients. It was sur- it was surprising that we had but... Pandemonium taking place in that that kind of timeline. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I could see Criterion taking place there too. Coffs mm-hmm. had a good idea in chat. Space Dynamis recreating rooms from dead planets and races. That would also be super cool. And yeah. I am hmm. pretty convinced now after having done some of the side quests in Ultimate Thule, there's the whole like cafe at the end of the universe thing. It mm-hmm. feels like they're going to set something else there. Sure. Or like one of the tribes will be That's something true. we can do there. And, like upgrade that yeah. bar hub. <laughs> like I don't know. Definitely. Um, I kinda, yeah, I like that. 
I, I think mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, for whatever the second like tribe quest is, I could I mm-hmm. could see that for sure. Um, it's not on the current roadmap, but they are still working on yeah. uh, some stuff for for six point four and six point five. So I would I would totally expect that mm-hmm. to to show up there. Um, Definitely. Speaking of six point four and six point five, uh, no, no, we're still on six point three. Yeah, <laughs> we said <laughs> we said deep up. deep dungeon, and we were just we were gone. Yeah. Um, the fifth ultimate duty. Yes. We'll be coming in 6.3. We don't know what it is. That is uh, how you apologize. Now, yes, he has <laughs> apologized a billion times. And, you know, community is community. Some people will take it. Some people won't because it's what they wanted to do. Here is the apology. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is honestly, this is, to me, the best they could have done with what happened. Right. You know, because it's one of those things where, you know, initially they were kind of talking like everything will be kind of just pushed back. And this means that this will be here. And I think many people did think, oh, well, that means that this will be the replacement Mm -hmm. for what we have as far as ultimate goes. But the fact that they are releasing two ultimates and like, granted, we know that Dragon Song was apparently pretty close to completion when they realized that they were going to have to push it back. Yeah. But even so, to have two of these for endgame raiders for people who are all about that hardcore stuff we have so much um including this new dungeon thing including whatever extreme mm-hmm. trials come out including the raid, the raid. Yeah. there's it's so much and that, and that 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 patch too is going to be an alliance raid update so for people that mm-hmm. are are looking for you know uh yeah. something to do with their static there's a lot yeah i'm so excited for the freaking 12 raid thing man mm-hmm. oh yeah oh absolutely i know they, they absolutely like brushed right over it and i get it that's one of the things they normally talk about so they're like let's talk about the things that we don't normally go into detail with but i'm just like oh tell me I mean, more i have to yeah. go right now um i mean I, this is gonna derail us a little bit what do you want to see as the, the fifth ultimate duty mm. oh somebody in chat said four lords ultimate i think that'd be really cool I was just talking about this on stream. I love the idea of a Four Lords Ultimate where Tenzin joins the Mm -hmm. Four Lords and you fight like all of them simultaneously. I think that would be so cool. That would Um, be cool. Give it more 11 trappings too. Like just do it. I, I am I, really good. ever since I did those Four Lord quests, right? Because one of my my mains for a while in 11 was Samurai. And so they're like, hey, Tenzin. I'm like, hey, I remember Tenzin. Oh, he's wearing the samurai AF from 11. There's a picture of him. So clearly they modeled it to take this picture. Where is it in the game? (laughs) The other thing they could do that honestly would be so perfect is the fact that the entity that was imprisoned there oh the one that they were all trying to fight yes Mm -hmm. like we never actually saw him and i was was... always really surprised by that i thought there would be like a bonus additional Mm -hmm. trial that would be in that set that was fighting him so i could easily see him breaking free and them doing all of that i think was Mm -hmm. it was it kieran was that right Uh, because i got i get mixed up with it because uh four lords had had some little 11 sprinkles in there um, but what I wasn't Kieran like the the mount that you got uh-huh. for getting all the horses, yeah. Because in in eleven, one of the end game zones, you basically would fight enemies of like Genbu, Suzaku, Siryu, and then you would get items to then spawn and fight Kieran, which is one of the mobs that people might get around for four hours. It was Kuryu. <laughs> Kuryu, that's that. Kuryu. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. it was a little different, and it, I remember it kind of throwing me off a little bit. So I'm like, that's not right. You got to fight Kieran. Um, it has a K, a vowel, and then an R. So it right. was just like, 40. you know, 
<laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that right. Would, Wait, that would on. actually be really cool to uh, to do that and then actually fight that. That would actually make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and it makes sense too because it would be Stormblood based, right? Because it's been kind of going yeah. through the expansion. So yeah, that would yeah. be. As long as it's not fucking Xenos again, in some form. Uh, I mean, Shinryu <laughs> does feel like it would make it appear sure. somewhere. No. People talking about Omega Ultimate, I think, yes. could also be really fun. I, I mean, oh, especially man. with the additional oh, yeah. stuff we know now about like Omega's race and all uh, kinds of things. Yeah. But how they would that like was, combine those, I don't know, because I don't really that's think That's what Shinryu... I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, ahead, yeah. go ahead. I was, I was going to say Shinryu and Omega be a part of their that's, fight. That's the pairing. Yeah, is, like, is Omega Shinryu or just the Four Lords. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that. Or, you know... I mean, I love Final Fantasy, so whatever. You can make me boss fight X Death and Kefka and then Ultima that's, or Omega. That's fine. I think I think it would be cool from looking at the the, the story and stuff. I I like yeah. the idea of the Four Lords one, uh, yeah. not just because I'm I'm sick to death of Xenos, but um, <laughs> I think do, doing those quests originally when you get to that that final bit. And you're like, oh, here's the big thing we were trying to seal. And it's like just like a cutscene. You're like, oh, that was it. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to to get a little bit more of that, right? To to get what we were thinking it could have been, like some big epic fight. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a really cool way to do it. But who knows? Yeah. I honestly, I love those little critters. I love that temple. I love that little area. I keep hoping yeah. that we'll see them come back. Kind of like how they've tied in all sorts of, other, you know, I think that little piece of lore and, and that everything. Mu- that music so in the temple always gets me. Because that was actually so I I don't know I I don't know who did I I know I played eleven a lot did anybody play it up to Rhapsodies and do like the last so so Rhapsodies of Vanadil was like their last big content update um, and we finally got to go to the, the the far east and it was just like one zone it was basically this big bamboo forest and that music that plays in that temple is from that zone ah. and so it's very like you get in there it's mm-hmm. like oh it feels like I've yeah. never remember this so yeah i think that'd be cool but uh we'll see we'll see what happens now, once 14 came out i 100 percent abandoned 11 goodbye forever <laughs> i i went i went back for 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 the secrets of adeline expansion and then i played through i didn't actually finish that i every so often when they mm. do their free login i go back and do a couple of uh of missions to, to try this and has reminded up. me that i had intentions on dragging you back to we, we talked about yeah. this and then we were like Oh yeah, but also Endwalker launches in like two mm-hmm. weeks. I don't think we're gonna be so much stuff that. happen. But let's keep that in our okay. mind because I do still think that would be fun. Four man, four, four, four man sav- salvage. Yeah, it's fine. We can, you, we'll, we'll we'll take Rook oh into salvage. Gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm so right. You so remember good. you remember my face when you asked me. I was like, I did. I Zen know. was mm-hmm. like, I would never do that. And then like two seconds later, Zen was like. But maybe I would do that. If everybody goes. <laughs> I would never. She's like, but, I, but I need your help. And I'm like, well, that's that's not fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's like I like all of you want to spend time with you and hear about games <laughs> that were important to you or something. I don't know. But it's yeah. like I don't like Eleven at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did one. There was a time. back. In the, it's a very, it's, you know, for, for as long as I played that game. Um, and I've, I've tried to kind of get back into it a couple times. And mm-hmm. it's. It's hard. I mean, even yeah. even though, you know, the the st- like, you know, I said I haven't finished some of the story stuff, but like, just in terms of like content, the way that the the model has shifted now for for their patches and stuff, it's just, it's it's so different than when I was yeah. active. Um, you know, they did a lot of quality of life stuff in there, and it's just, yeah, it's it's a very different beast from what it used to be, but it's still very, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like antiquated. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of that is good, yeah. Yeah, some of that is definitely. It's, good. I mean, it, 
if, if I'm going to spend time playing another MMO, I want it to be different than the other MMO yeah. that I'm playing, right? But yeah, it's it's definitely not as uh, hand-holding as, mm. as 14. It, granted, a lot of the improvements they've had to it. No, for sure. Have it was, been, it's yeah. way too old yeah. to be as hand-holding. I mean, basically, that, that basically layer, yeah, yeah. What, what happened for people that, that don't keep up with 11, um, Akihiko Matsui, who was the battle planner for uh, A Realm Reborn, basically came in and helped with that. And now he's in charge of 11. So a lot of the stuff that they kind of implemented in 2.0 in terms of like quality of life and stuff like that, he's like, we should put that in this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like they, as soon as he came over, they have item levels. Now they've got, uh, it's, it's not as free for like teleporting, like as, as easy as it is in in 14, Mm -hmm. but they do have teleports where you can just, it's way easier to get around. Um, it's a lot of menuing, but they, they have it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but anyway, this is starting to turn into uh, to the eleven yeah. show here. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. But yeah, no, Ultimate Duty Five. I'm really excited to see what they mm-hmm. do for it. Um, I'm also really glad that they're doing this and that you know that community feels seen and they yeah. feel like they have so much to look Absolutely. forward to. And Island Sanctuary on the exact opposite end of that spectrum. I am just as excited for yep. so. I yeah. love all the content in this game, and I think they have a great range of it, this patch cycle. I, I like Neff's comment. I played 11 for five minutes, couldn't kill a squirrel on my own, and noped out forever. That's yeah. that's 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 like one of the first rules of Final Fantasy 11. There is always a rabbit somewhere that can kick your ass. Yes. That is Final time. Fantasy 11. True. Uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll also have that Island Sanctuary update for three, uh, 6.3. Uh, 6.4 and 6.5, they're still working on this. Uh, but some of the things that we can expect, uh, trust system for all... Stormblood main scenario dungeons. Uh, that's a, it says mains canario. I need to I need to fix that. Typing is hard. Uh, <laughs> we will get Criterion dungeons two and three. So there will be a total of three of these, um, mm-hmm. which again, right, kind of takes that place of like maybe like three Eureka zones or something like that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really curious what this what this what yeah. these Criterion dungeons are. Um, we'll be getting an additional area for Island Sanctuary. They did Whatever say, that means. <laughs> they said this way back when. Um, I don't know if it was during one of the live letters, but they did say, maybe when they first, I think it was during one of the fan fest. I don't know. Mm. When they first announced this, they talked about the fact that the island would expand over time. Mm. And we don't know what exactly that encompasses, or we, a lot of people were theorizing, yes, maybe there is a house that unlocks, and then mm. there was a miscommunication about the house thing. Um, but I am curious about that. Mm. Like, if they're going to be using this as a testing grounds for like instant stuff and or instant housing. I don't want to get my hopes up. Things. I know, but yeah. I'm just, I'm curious to see what they do with it. Even if it is just like new features that are coming to it, like some new little mini mm-hmm. game. Or something they had a little thing. forest where you can harvest or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I, God, going back to 11, um, you know, they had the, uh, the Mog Island or the, I think that's what they called them in, um, I think that was Secrets of Adeline, where you basically you go to this little island and you can you can plant things, you can raise little animals, you can gather a little bit and stuff. Um, I'm I'm definitely expecting some similarities between mm-hmm. that and uh, and right. Sanctuary. Um, so yeah, we'll just we'll have to wait and see. I, I want to know more about it, but I don't think we're going to hear any any more yeah, for, not for, for a while bit. since it's not coming until six point two. Yeah. Um, the end of Pandemonium, um, Warmest of the Realm. More uh, Fohalos and, of course, more Trials. Um, and they said, uh, as we mentioned before, too, uh, they're still working on stuff for 6.4 and 6.5, uh, including updates for the Gold Saucer. They didn't mm-hmm. say what. 
<laughs> small. Uh, I who knows? <laughs> who knows what it could be? Um, Blitzball would be great. Uh-huh. Maybe. Well, I don't know. It's that's you know it's one of those things where it's like yeah we keep talking about how we're gonna do it and we have no idea. Hey, are there any mm. updates on Blitzball? Yeah, we still have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I did they figure it out? Did they just settle on something else? We don't know. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see. So. Um, that is it in terms of uh, our kind of 6.x roadmap. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming down the road. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really curious about that that Criterion dungeon. Right. Um, it could be really cool. I just I want something now. I want something that's like themed from like the undersea ruins in Eleven. That's like my <laughs> my brain. I was like, I want that. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. I mean, I'm kind yeah. of with a few people in chat that have been saying, you know, I hope that this doesn't fully replace something like mm-hmm. the kind of exploratory zones with relic stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, I do agree because I think they were getting better and better about honing yes. that formula for it. And I would hate to just see that like be abandoned. And it may very well be that it's something kind of like we've seen with deep dungeon where they have maybe because they're adding new stuff in and there's additional stuff they're working on that we may see something like that very well at some point, but it might be something else or it might not be tied I, to relic yeah. come around or mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, I do think there's a lot of promise there in that. Even if there are still some things about longevity to consider with those, because I just yes. tried recently to go back in and finally get my Eureka gear. And I sat there going, Ooh oh, there's no way for me to get this unless I like find a group, orchestrate a group. Mm. We all go in. We try to farm the Pyros crystals. I can't get these from anything else other than Notorious Monsters. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, and, it's, Yeah, it's and that's that's what I was going to mention, you know, with the, the Criterion Dungeon. Like, you know, yeah, Eureka and, and Boza are really cool, but, uh, you know, you get to a point, you know, you look at like uh, Baldessian Arsenal or or mm. Zadnor and Dalriada and stuff. There is going to be a point, or uh, the, the other shoot. What was the other one? Um, it had a hard a hard mode. Yeah, De- uh, Delabrum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Delabrum. There is going to get to a point where people just don't do that content anymore. And when you need, you know, when it's designed for so many people, mm-hmm. that's going to be a problem. So to come in and say, okay, this thing will just scale. It's like one to four yeah. players in five years. If nobody's doing it anymore, you can go in by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a good way to approach it. Like. Yeah, it kind of sucks that maybe you don't have that that bigger content, but mm. it's it's definitely more uh, future proof and right. more more solo friendly, which is is definitely uh, a big consideration that they're making going forward here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so excited about these dungeons. Like this is yeah. exactly what I've been wanting from some kind of higher level dungeon content. So I am satisfied and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I really I can't wait to hear more details. Definitely. I just can't wait to be in it as a summoner and someone go, can you heal me? And me go, no. I mean, I can physic. And every once in a while I can phoenix, but that's about it. Because I'm want, thinking about... You want 600 HP? No. Yeah. I'm thinking about the times <laughs> that we do dungeons with, you know, not a healer. Uh, you know, like a tank in 3 DPS. Like, that's fun. I mean, that's I mean, really fun. Te- technically, physic, you know, restores HP. Yeah. It's not a lot. But that's, no. that's, sure that's, that's, that's been my... Uh, it's an auto attack, maybe. Yeah, that's that's been my favorite call out in raid. We did our our first uh, P1S run uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago now, um, and every so often I'll because uh, I'm going through on Reaper, so I'll pop mm-hmm. my little my little shield thing. So I'll just call out like shitty regen going up. <laughs> People just be like, "Thank you, shitty." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could. So uh, a lot of talk as well about Blue Mage possibly being in this that mm-hmm. I'm seeing right now. Um, it's one of those things too where I think. 
even if Blue Mage can't run it initially mm -hmm. at release, yeah. this would absolutely be something that retroactively Perfect. to give it more longevity, I'd be right. like, yes, yeah. open it up to Blue Mage at some point, add a couple different achievements for mm -hmm. it or something. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think that could definitely be put in. Blue Mage would wreck that place. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool. It really would. Yeah, everything. it'd be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, we'll get into this here now. Um, housing plot sales from patch 6.1. All right, I can go to sleep now. <sighs> so with patch 6.1, uh, they're going to be opening up Inishgard housing. Um, and so uh, they gave us a little bit of, of what to expect here. So for uh, lottery system details here, um, each player can only enter the lottery for one plot of land during each lottery period. Um, each member... Uh, may enter once when purchasing land for a free company. So the idea is that if you have a big free company and they all have the money needed for the plot, that's, I don't know about that part. Um, you can basically, you know, have a higher chance of winning the lottery if you have a bunch of people uh, for a free company. The caveat there, though, is you have to give them purchasing rights, which means they also have the rights to just give up the plot entirely. Yeah. So... Not everybody in a free company is probably gonna that's, have that. Yeah, bike. that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be weird because it's like it's one of those things too where it's like you want to get a big house, cool. Um, all right, we have like six people that have housing rights. Uh, each of you needs like fifty million gil. We have that on hand, right? Eh, maybe some I mean, people do, some people don't. A lot of people do right now. Yeah, yeah. Just sitting yeah. on it because they couldn't buy a house. You know, no I mean, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. Players must pay the full price of the plot upon entry. We knew this. Unsuccessful players will be yeah. refunded in full. So if you win and you don't get it, you lose money. Um, mm -hmm. There will be four types of purchase systems um, with this new implementation at 6.1. Um, so basically, you'll have the lottery version, and then you'll have a first-come, first-serve option. And they'll have those for both um, free companies and individuals. Um, mm. Yoshida has said that right now they're planning for at 6.1 for all wards to use lottery system and have no uh, first come first serve. He kind of like took a, a quick poll of the yeah. chat. Most people wanted it to be lottery. So, um, and that is a change from what they initially told us. Yes. Too. Yeah. They were, they were planning they on having a, having a mix. Yeah. It's, I mm -hmm. am just so genuinely happy about that. I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest. It, like to the point where, I actually want to try and like farm as much as I can to try and get finally the large plot we've been trying mm -hmm. to get. Because the thing for me was that I hit a certain point where the thought of something like a new ward coming out or these new things, I really genuinely could not get excited. <laughs> like, yeah. I won't lie. Like, I just couldn't because I knew that if I wanted this and I wanted to try to do it, it was going to be so stressful, right? Mm -hmm. And like the idea of me getting my butt out of bed at 3 a.m. to sit and mash a login button, hoping that I can log in, get to the thing, race to the ward, and hope that all the large plots aren't taken for the fourth time that I've tried to do it. Like it just was so exhausting that I honestly had completely checked out. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm yeah. fine. We have a medium. I like the design in it. I do not want to deal with this. And I truly don't care about it. <laughs> like, yep. I do care about it. But I kept telling myself, you know, I was like, I don't need to worry about this. I don't need to stress about it. But personally, I love the idea that everybody, when this launches, will have a shot. They will have a chance. 
they will have an option. I'm sorry, my cat is, <laughs> I, had to, <laughs> I had to move my cat. So you might hear some noises for a second there, but um, uh, I am just really, really happy that like everybody will have a fair shot. Everybody can go and you can put in what mm -hmm. you, you can try to get the thing you want. And then whatever is left and whatever else, you know, you then we'll be able to first come first serve and they'll open up the other stuff. But I'm, I'm really glad. Or maybe maybe it mm -hmm. just stays on lottery forever and just, you know, slowly they get picked. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's it's one of those mm -hmm. things where, I mean, you know, you, you talk about waking up at 3 a.m. So before I moved to Aether, I had a medium blot on, mm -hmm. on Hyperion. I had that really nice one in the goblet that's just right. It had like a private pool basically right in the middle mm -hmm. there. Love that plot. And then I moved to Aether and I the number of nights I would just stand at available plots just spamming like numpad zero to the point where like my hand was sore and I had to stop it was ridiculous finally I got a small plot um, I ended up somehow finding an empty medium plot and I was able to relocate mm -hmm. I don't know how the hell that happened um, but there was that when they added uh, new wards a while back I woke up I had I had planned it I'm like okay I teleport here. It takes me like 11 seconds to run from here to here. Like I had it timed out and everything. It's fucking ridiculous. Like that. I had to go to that extent. Right. Or to, to feel like I had to go to that extent. And then I log in and like my thing crashed. And then I got put in a queue and I'm like, well, that's it. No house, no big house for me. Um, and it's, it's one of those things like housing is, is cool. I'm glad they're making it lottery based to, to have it more fair. But like at the same time, the current system sucks. <laughs> like, and I, I'm not going to go on a huge rant because I've done this a million times, right? But they really need to figure this out. Mm -hmm. um, and and yes, lottery system helps, but again, it's a band aid on the bigger problem. That's just the entire system. Um. So yeah, that'll be that'll be six point one. Um, and again, I I don't th I think it's six point one. It's not six point one x. Um, mm -hmm. but if it's all going to be lottery based, it's probably not going to really matter anyway right because right. you know wake up you know 8 a.m the next day you don't have to wake up at yeah. you know ass o'clock in the morning or anything um makes me so happy and i mean mm -hmm. honestly i think it's really nice um you know yoshida-san did say during this portion you know he said we understand that the system is like in favor of free companies and we did that purposefully because mm -hmm. you know he was just saying yeah. that you know we we want free companies to be able to make use of this feature and this function um and I, I honestly do think that especially when like a house like that represents a big group, it's nice to be able to let them have, again, an actual opportunity to uh, give the most people possible some kind of place that they can use and socialize yeah. in and get rooms from. So I agree that I think that's really good. Um, again, like you were saying, though, Fusion, this is not a perfectly satisfying thing because there are just as many people in this game who really truly housing for them is a joy. It's something that they love to do. It's a huge feature of this game. And until everybody is freely able to get a house whenever they want it and decorate it and have fun in it, I don't really think that we have reached a totally good solution. You know, yeah. um, this is a really common feature in many MMOs now. It's very important uh, to a lot of people. So I'm glad. I think there are good changes here that will make this far less miserable. But mm -hmm. at the yeah. same time, yeah, the the the, yes, the current the current system we have was designed for a game that they never thought would have over 25 million registered yeah, players. Absolutely. So we'll we'll see what what happens in the future. But um, mm -hmm. I'm curious to see um, 
just from like almost like a scientific perspective, how how it plays out. Because I can see a bunch of people, mm-hmm. like maybe even the majority of people, heading right to that large and putting in their bid in the lottery, right? Yeah. But there are going to be those other people who are thinking majority of people are going to be going right to that large and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just going to, I'm happy with the medium. I'll go directly to the medium. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, that's the benefit. And I, and I know not everybody has that, that, that point, right? Like for me, I have a medium. I love the medium. I think it's great. At least I I have something Uh, at the same time though. Like after trying to get a large for so long, if I like enter the lottery and don't get it, I'm going to be super pissed and I'm going to be like, I'll probably rant again about housing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like it is ultimately it is more fair. Um, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, especially like in regards to, to large houses, right? Um, there's been a lot of people in uh, my my position where they've been sa- they've had the money for years. Yeah, forever. And they just haven't had the plot. Right. So everybody's going to be running to the yeah. large plots. And so they they've announced it just now. Free companies are going to do map nights from now on to get everybody enough money to then buy the house like. Mm-hmm. You have time to plan. It is going to be a large. Well, and, and, <laughs> fight. and I, th- I think too, though, the, the, the benefit of this, right? Because remember, um, th- there's a difference between free company lottery and individual lottery. So you'll have one ward yeah. that's all free company and then you'll have one mm-hmm. ward that's for individual purchases. So, um, yeah, it's, I'll be really curious to see what happens. And I, and I think, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I said, uh, honestly, I think there's going to be the people that finally get a house that are going to be super excited and then they're going to have the the people that have been trying to get a large forever that don't win the lottery that are going to be super angry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions when this comes out. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. 126 large plots. Mm. Right. Oh, wait, no, a little bit more than that, because we have 24 words now. Right. And was I it? No idea. Yeah. <sighs> Per world. Oh my gosh. It's like yeah. when you actually look math. at the numbers. When you actually look at the numbers. <laughs> is, it, is it 21 or 24? I, I thought think it was 24. 21, but I think it's 24 now. So yeah, it's 20. I just pulled up a calculator. I'm not even going to lie. Well, uh, and, so yeah, and, and even then, uh, you know, how many, how many larges mm-hmm. are in Imperium? I haven't, I haven't actually gone into Imperium yet. Like I still have the little, the sure, little guy sure in Ishgard that's like, you want to go check out mm-hmm. the new housing place? Haven't talked to Each him yet. I've been busy. Each has three. So it would be 144 yeah. large plots. Which is not that much in the long term. That's, when you think of yeah. 25 million subscribers, mm-hmm. you know, that it's, yeah, it's, it is rough. But I, I do have to say, at the very least, I tend to feel better if I have lost RNG when I know that the yeah, odds are equal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, well, as opposed to, you know, spending 12 plus hours of your life trying to click on a thing just to get a thing. Only to step away for five minutes and have somebody take it. Uh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, that's that's the worst better. thing. I mean, especially like I remember, um, was it because uh, re- relocating was a thing? You can't just like get in there and relocate anymore like you used to be able to. Because there would be there was one time when I I did relocate, um, and there were you know there were a group of people standing in front of the house, and it's like. I'm sorry. I know I, I have been through what you're going through mm-hmm. right now. Uh, here is the plot I just abandoned. I yep. don't know when the That's timer's going to start up again. That's all you can do. <laughs> and this is, yeah. like, this is where I'm from. I'm really sorry. It's like, really? yeah, it's like I felt like an asshole for it. But at the same time, it's like, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's rough. So hopefully. They wrote down your name in their book of people to murder. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
It's like FF8. It's like add Fusion X Griever to the list. The list. What Send is that it? soldier a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm going Final Fantasy Seven. It's okay. Okay. Um, all right. So that was the first half of the live letter. The second half was Q and A. Um, so we'll try and some and really good questions in there. Good I did not Lord, expect any lore those. questions to be answered. I expected mm-hmm. a lot of like, and there, there we can't tell you about really that. Good lore questions yeah. in here. I was really surprised. Um, and these were all submitted by players, correct? On mm-hmm. the forums and everything. Yep. Which yeah. I thought yep. was also really great. You know, it's good when Yoshi was like, I had to like talk to Otisan on the side, so like I didn't like get yeah. any of these mm-hmm. wrong. Um, all right, so we'll just we'll just go down the list here. Uh, what was Asm up to during the final days? Uh, will we learn more about them in the future? So uh, Yoshida says it's a secret. We mm-hmm. have an idea yeah, of what they I are say, up to. Mm-hmm. I say like, oh yeah, and they didn't just tell us. Oh, we can't talk about it. And then the first one is like, we can't actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we we know we have an idea of what they were doing, but uh, they don't know if they'll talk about it in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But then he jokes, right? Because like, kind of like your asm, right? So think about like what you might do, like if you think about like you know maybe i was playing mahjong and playing around with my house or something then yeah mm-hmm. maybe that's that's what happened well i like what around you said, in pandemonium mm-hmm. what you imagine when you think what would i have done if vinat told me all of mm-hmm. this which yeah. to me makes me think that vinat did tell azem of the past sure which um would be really interesting because yes like what did you do during that there's been a lot of talk and i am so on board for this of mm-hmm. like a future expansion <laughs> that is all set in the days of the ancients and you literally play the final days as a zem and Do like you, you can mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. the ancients is that a thing that you like i love the ancients and dragons they're my <laughs> favorites um, look i'm just but... gonna say Amarat was like the greatest reveal this game's ever had <laughs> Um, I just think like that is would be such a cool possibility, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, so I thought this was all, all around actually a kind of satisfying answer, even the, yeah. though they didn't tell us anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, how did Zeno see the final days and uh, mm-hmm. how did he become a reaper? Um, so he says, obviously, first, you need to remember that Zeno's father is Varus and his grandfather is Solus. So if you think about it. Solus is Emmet Selk, which makes Xenos a direct descendant. So, you know, you think about like how things get passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says, take a look at the tales from uh, from the Shadow Stories, so you might find another hint in there. Um, as for how Xenos became a Reaper and used his avatar, um, he says, I didn't think anyone would ask, uh, but it is a very good question. Uh, I am bound to silence on this matter. It's not something... Uh, that I haven't thought about, but I absolutely can't tell you right now. I hate this so much. I hate this so, so much. I mean, we we knew he wasn't over, but Zeno's fans out there are. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. Zed. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just I was just like saying uh, I wanted him to be gone, but in our hearts we knew he wasn't gone. Please continue. I. Just hope to all the gods he is gone. I am like, here's the thing. Xenos fans, you are rejoicing right now. And I love you. And I see you. And you are valid. And we really, really tear into Xenos on this show. Because because that's our experience largely. I mean, I don't. Well, Aldino, yes. (laughs) Shockingly, Aldino doesn't pick a side. (laughs) But Aldino always plays that middle. We haven't talked about that in the lore cast yet. But I have. Don't worry. Oh. Okay. It's coming. Oh, man. But, you know, we, I think at least three of us have strong mm-hmm. feelings yeah. on Xenos. And 
Honestly, I yeah, this answer makes me mad. Yeah. I'm like, you should have if you're gonna make him a reaper, then like in the actual story, this should have had some kind of actual relevance for literally anything. Mm-hmm. This should have been something that like and of course it does make it seem as though they're going to, you know, down the road, maybe bring him back and maybe we'll find out and the Reaper is important and and I I'm just like, I'm done. Give me his whole story. Give I, it know, to me. You know what like, I want I'm this tired. story to be? I want them to like, like there's so much mystery about like, ooh, what happened? I just want to be like, yeah, so Xenos literally just picked a scythe that was like stuck in the ground out of all these other weapons. And it just happened that that scythe was haunted. The end. Uh, it's just like, I don't know. It feels like such a waste. To I, me, don't, you know? I don't want like, it to be a big thing. It's done. Xenos yeah. is gone. Don't bring him back. It's just let it, let it die. Let's move on. I'm just loving the whole conversation. <laughs> Oh, one thing, though, I, I hate is, you too. Go. <laughs> <laughs> one thing though that I find really interesting about this from a lore standpoint though uh-huh. is the idea because we know that ether has different, you mm-hmm. know, components. You've got physical ether, you've got soul ether, you've got all these different things, right? So, the idea that soulless, right? Like Yoshida-san says soulless is Emmett Selk, but soulless was not born Emmett Selk. Solus was an actual person who was a Garlean who was then possessed by Emmett Selk when he was younger. Um, and so the idea that, like, may- maybe it's possible that, yes, there was something about the Sundered Bodies and Garleans maybe have more remaining, I don't know, of whatever. But it really seems from this that I get that because Solus inhabited, uh, sorry, Emmett Selk inhabited Solus's body, that somehow fundamentally... Even in his DNA, even in his genetics, um, some remnants of the ancients would be more prevalent or some genetic memory or something where he was having mm. these visions. These yeah, flashbacks. Ko- Koji, if we could just get the next the next lore book, just a whole chapter on like reproduction of people that are possessed or something. If we can sure. just. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's very it's very interesting to me because yeah. you wouldn't think that like genetically this would be inherited by Zeus. <laughs> you know, I like, think it's because. It is ether. I think it's because he was unsundered and he was taking possession and then somehow let's not talk about how birth gets ether into a child. Let's not go into that. I don't know how. They're never gonna put that in the lore book. Please prove me wrong. I actually want to see it. Um but like <laughs> because technically, what would that make him? He has one grandparent who is full blooded non sundered. Is that one fourth i i don't know i've never done this one eighth i don't know somewhere between a fourth and one eighth let's call it it's, I don't it's, know. Somebody it's too bad that, that xenos is dead and never coming back otherwise we could have him do one of those dna family tree right exactly tests. <laughs> yeah, i would yeah, love yeah, to see yeah. that but like we as the warrior of light are what nine fourteenths of an ancient <laughs> now <laughs> we're starting no, to talk about all numbers the, again i can't follow right because of all the rejoinings and then the extra one with ardbert right so sure. it's like I'm too pansexual for math, Aldi. No, I don't. Right, it, you know, it's 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 barely math. Is a machine job. A machine's job. I was a programmer. I don't do math. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's just. I think it's ether. It it can make sense if they want it to make sense. I'll pull a a, yeah. a moose here. It can make sense if they want it to make sense. Right. That's yeah. one, there you go. One of the there you go. That yeah. he says I mean, I was I was kind of thinking along those yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even there will be another question later that will tie yes. into this about like pure ancient souls mm-hmm. that may or may not reincarnate. This is all very interesting yes. to me because oh, yeah. 
Um, the idea that yes, there could actually like your physical, your physical ether could actually be affected by the ether of your soul in some kind of way, shape, mm -hmm. or form in such a way that I mean, in the future of this world, will we see ancestors of these souls? Will we see, you know, a new race almost mm -hmm. that's created that is closer to the ancients and more ethereally dense? If enough people reincarnated now that I don't know, I have no yeah. idea, but I'm very into mm -hmm. this. And I think it's a, an interesting possibility. Yeah, right. and we'll, we'll definitely uh, some of the other uh, answers that we get for these other questions kind of mm -hmm. move around that as well. Circle around uh, it, yeah. Uh, how did the uncentered Asians avoid being split into 14 pieces by Heidelin? Uh, so she just says, but not let, let them live on purpose. Like specifically like Emmett Selk, the idea that he was able to mm -hmm. kind of like avoid this. Um, she intentionally left a flaw in her sundering attack, something that Emmett Selk could find a way to wiggle through. It's sort of like, yeah, it's a powerful attack, but she chose to do it a specific way. Uh, we said in the game as well that it was the limit of her power. So as intentional as it was, she couldn't guarantee that Emmett Selk would live. Um, it was mm -hmm. a bit of a gamble. Um, so what happened at the time of the Sundering was um, he was with Lahabrea and Elidibus after Elidibus had left Zodiac, um, and he joined forces with them, and they escaped into a rift without being sundered. Um, mm -hmm. In Tales of the Shadows, Elidibus lost some of his memories, and we find out that in, uh, we find that out in five point three. But yeah, that's how they got out by working together. Um, how was it just the three of them? Good question. Mm -hmm. I love this too. I have a weird fascination with the. Um, Oh, like, I would almost call it rune work, but I believe they refer to them as incantations at times, mm -hmm. or um, essentially the the ancient magics, which yeah. we see with our own summoning power and things like mm -hmm. that. The concepts and things, yeah. Yes, and the concepts and the, the idea that they are structured, and um, I've talked about this in some of my own lore analysis, but uh, drawing from even stuff like um, the idea of sacred geometry mm -hmm. and all these, like, interesting things that were believed to have power even in the ancient world and ancient Greece and stuff like that. But the idea that these shapes, these inscriptions, these magical essences, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I almost envision this hearing him talk about it as this complex invocation ah. that she wove, right? And we even see mm -hmm. the remnants where she sundered him and around each of the brands and the inscriptions on the ground. Mm -hmm. And the idea that these brilliant minds and some of the most powerful entities, because there's even more interesting stuff about the convocation and their own unique empowerment mm -hmm. that they're given, um, that she took this gamble that because they were so prolific, that they would likely be able right. to see this this loophole. They would right. find the thing that they can almost get through in the invocation. And if you're somebody who's a big nerd about magic systems right. and thoughts, it's like it's so fun to think about. I really like how he described this. Yeah, as soon as he said it, I thought back to Emmett Selk is the master of the underworld, or Hades is at the very least. And the ethereal sea is not sundered. I mean, you return back to it mm -hmm. in whatever form that you were. You know, like there's so many ways that he could have escaped. Uh, I wish Pythodeus was there so that they could pull that uh, that trick that they pulled on Hermes. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the, oh, there's a conduit and they just hop right into it. You know, like, yeah, it could be anything. Well, and, it, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say, you know, um, obviously, like, Vina let him live, yeah. you know, on purpose. Because she because knew. She, yeah, he, he, he has yeah. a whole thing. To, he has a whole arc he's got to do with us still. Yeah. We, had, we, we told him everything he did. So she knows she was so, there. <laughs> it's so Vina to not have a way to actually do it but go eh, he'll probably do it yeah i know him he's probably got it it's probably fine time travel and time loops and stuff he, he it'll, it'll be fine i can do whatever he'll i want take any chance to to annoy me 
I think that, you know, like, it's just that they have that antagonistic relationship. She's like, he'll find a way. It's fine. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Are there Sundered Assians other than Fen Daniel or other lesser black masked Assians still around? And who did the masks belong to that Gaius had on his belt? The first Uh, part of this is a question that I submitted, actually, but I didn't submit this one that was actually answered. We've, 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 I yeah. wanted to know. We've, we've had, know we've, we've had both of these yeah. questions before. Yeah. Yep. Um, actually, when this came up, I talk, I sent a message to Moose. I'm like, hey. Yep. <laughs> um, so he says, wow, you guys are paying close attention. Um, I think there are probably still uh, some of the Sundered Black Masks wearing Assians around. Those Assians, however, uh, you know, however many there are, we can't say if they'd be on the source or one of the mm-hmm. reflections. Um, as for the other part, the mask that Gaius has, um, they belonged to Ultima and uh, Dudaphalon. Mm. Uh, just because he has the mass, however, doesn't mean that he vanquished them. So you'll have to come up with your own theories as to mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot in the story I so far about what mm-hmm. it takes to beat an Asian. So think back on that while theorizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My immediate thought was like, you don't just beat an Asian, they yep. come back. Mm-hmm. So when he when he came back with that, I was like, yes, yes, we know Yoshi P. But of course, <laughs> yes, Yoshi P. We are paying attention. We we ask this shit all the time. Why are you surprised? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we have entire podcast forum mm-hmm. threads. We've got discords yeah. dedicated to this. Yes. As soon as Elidibus, I think yeah, I think it was Elidibus who mentioned it, and then uh, Thancred and 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 Reen who say it afterwards that they were hunting down Asians who were up to mm-hmm. no good on the first. They're all over the place. They're on every shard, moving their plan all at the same time. They're everywhere, and they're still there. Yeah. Now, who knows what any of them want to do? That's something that or, I've or, always had. Or a if they'll about. they'll even touch on it again. I mean, yeah, remember, remember you know, we had that part where it's like, yeah, we took out all these black bass Asians, mm-hmm. and it's like that was it. It was it, it was, was just one. It was one sentence, and you never see any of it. Mm-hmm. You never go back to it. It was just like, yeah, we did some stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. In Yoshida's mind, how much time has passed uh, from 1.0 to Endwalker? How much older <laughs> is the Warrior Flight? Um, he says, when we're coming up with the trailers and storyboards, we think about the time frame. We think about it being maybe, you know, two or two and a half years later, kind of like in real life. But uh, the trailers aren't reflecting the length of the story itself. Um, so I'd appreciate it if you could think of them as separate things. Um, as far as the actual story is concerned, um, I don't have an exact figure in mind for how long it's been since 1.0. If I go down that rabbit hole, I'll never stop. How old is your soul? I don't know. I don't want to think about it. It's better to just kind of like feel or vibe it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. just vibe is Yoshida's answer. You just vibe however long chill, you want bro. to be. And all the lore people were seeing red at this point in time, I'm sure. Every single one of them were like, what do you mean? I mean, honestly, I like this answer better than him sticking to like, yeah, it's one year per expansion. Mm-hmm. Because that to me, I was always like, no, it is not, and you know it is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you no. know this is not how Can't much time has passed. Are you kidding me? But if you have something that's more like a, you know, oh, yeah, maybe it's at least been roughly this kind of thing, but mm-hmm. not real. I mean, really, it's up to you. To me, I like that much better because the way that I feel time passes in the game is something that's going to be unique to everybody. Mm-hmm. And the amount of time that you think your character might need between one huge thing or another, again, will be different. Um, whether or not you stopped playing in between expansions, whether or not you did a whole bunch role playing and you've got mm-hmm. like five years that passed between, yeah. you know, I like the idea that it is like, how did you feel it? All right, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, cool. 
Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's you know, we always joke about it, but it's you know, it's it's the the Simpsons time bubble. Yeah. Right. I mean, Maggie is, is still a baby, you know, even after like what mm-hmm. are they in like their 30th or something season? Like it's it's just, you know, it's just how it is. I mean, um, yeah. you know, and I'm going to go back to 11 again, yep. um, even even with that in game clock. Right. Like hundreds of years or whatever have passed. Right. According to the in game clock mm-hmm. that nobody really pays attention to. But technically, all of 11 has happened in one year. That's all yeah. in the same year. Yeah, hell of a year. How many how many world ending scenarios have we had? Yeah, um, yeah. It's all one year. Um, so it's it's probably it's who knows. And I, and I think but, as interesting yeah. as it would be to get an answer for that, mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. Everybody's got their their own thoughts on it. Um, and there's there was another question down here too. That yes, we'll, we'll get to. It that, goes that, directly into another question that, that you cannot count. It. You yeah. cannot count time if you're going to do this. Because if you count time and tell us how much time has passed and you're going to do this, we're all going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. But also, I kind of <laughs> want them to, to count time. I know. Uh, That's we'll why I want it. them to count time. We'll get to it. Um, Emmett Selkin, uh, Hyphlodius returned to the Aesirial Sea. So now they can be reborn if they're reincarnated. Uh, if they did that, could they still use creation magic like the age, uh, Asians? Um, so even if they're reincarnated, that's just their souls being born into new bodies like everybody else. As for what would happen if they were reincarnated, uh, we've never had an example of somebody unsundered reincarnated like that. Um, maybe they'd be a little better, a little cooler. It's hard mm-hmm. to say. Uh, in my opinion, they accomplished everything that they set out to do. So their souls would be purified uh, and they don't really have a reason to come back. Okay, I have so many problems with this. One, right? You just told me that because Emmett Selk's stinky, stinky boy soul was inside of Solus's body, that he had a, yeah. like a generations down the line DNA inherited thing because he had an unsundered soul in him. Mm-hmm. So I'm over here just like, okay, well, hold on. Yes, it does feel like, at least from that, they would be fundamentally different in some way. Granted, Mm -hmm. the bodies and or the physical body that they are born into would be born, theoretically, of people that did not have any lineage of ancient souls that would be in them. So, like, maybe over time they would be changed because their soul affected their physical body. They would just have that, you know, like in, Mm -hmm. in Assassin's Creed, how the whole thing is, like, you're just, like, viewing, like, DNA histories... It's just like yeah. that. It's like that. If you were to Assassin's Creed, the reincarnation of Emmett Selk or Hithlodius, yeah. you would be able to go and be. see the final days. Yeah. And I mean, we do know that like Hermes, right? Although Hermes, is he's interesting in this case because mm. he's really the only example that we have. But we do get a sense that even fractured like he was, mm-hmm. right? Some bit of him remained. Right. Yeah. Something remained as he was reborn. So you would think that, like, yes, even if they were reborn and their memories were wiped and all that kind of stuff, that, like, there would possibly still be something there to awaken. And the last thing is, they don't really have a reason to come back. Wrong, Yoshi P. They are my boyfriends. So they do have a reason <laughs> well, to come so back. Here's, As here's, is still around. Here's the, here's the thing. Like, like it, at the end of Endwalker there, like, Emmett Selk was, was straight up like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. But Hithlodeus Hith- was like, maybe I'll show up again. Yeah. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and, it's and just Emma being, yeah. just Emma being tsundere. Yeah. He wants to come back. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> livid. I'm like, if you make me deal with Zenos for so long, you give me these two. <laughs> All right. All right. Yoshi, we're going to get real for a minute. If you really, really feel the need to bring that son of a bitch back again, uh-huh. you also have to bring 
Ephlodius and Emmett Selk back. Mm. And okay, then it's be, okay, but hear me out. And then I will be slightly more okay with it. <laughs> so if they're going to get reborn, they're going to be tiny baby children. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that be super cute also? Can you imagine them as tiny <laughs> That would be cute. But also, Zed, I've already thought about this because this is how okay. I spent my time since Ed Walker. Time passes okay. differently on the shards. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I You're go to a different wrong. shard mm. where they've been reborn and now they've, they're have they grown and they're hot, I'm ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> Please give them to me. Yoshi P took away, but not from me in this because he's like, yeah. she gone forever. We'll get to that lore yeah. question. I'm like, you take my three partners from me you're yeah. gonna give me at least two of them back <laughs> well i'm sorry i have a lot of strong feelings it's just, it's, it's just because they're so much taller they just they that that step on you energy is just that much <laughs> multiplied i love them i love that beautiful yeah. non-binary hythlodius i love emma selk and his little soon to messed up energy i just love everything <laughs> <laughs> just need more I still want to see them as tiny baby children. So if they mm. do grow up on your on your fast fast time shard, hopefully they have developed cameras there and there are pictures of them as tiny baby children. <laughs> uh, will we be uh, using the term Etheris going forward or will we still be using Heidel? And how many people know the name Etheris now? Um, he says, I think the people that were kind of close to the Warrior of Light uh, and familiar with what happened might start to call it Etheris. But on the other hand, most people of the Star Wars probably still call it Heidelin because they don't know any of that stuff that happened. Um, people in the New World may not have called it Heidelin to begin with, so maybe they will they call it something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people who are going to be struggling with this the most is the PR team. Yeah. <laughs> now, now if we make copy that says, Grand Adventure awaits on Heidelin, the Warriors of Light will go, did no one tell them? <laughs> I love this how he goes off. Yeah. He's like, the, like in the beginning, they're already getting like Eorzea and Heidelin mixed up. Now we want to call yeah. it something. Uh, it's funny because I'm sorry. Every oh, I no, ranted no. so much during the last one. You all go this time. Sure. <laughs> then I'll, I'll rant here. No, it's Heidelin because Etheris does not exist anymore because Heidelin fixed that. It is now Heidelin, and I don't care who calls it what. That mm. would that is what my Warrior of Light would say. Honestly, that's a good point, though. Yeah, that's, like, that's fair. that is. This is the legacy that they left us. This is true, but this is ours now. So yeah. we didn't no, squander it. Call so, it what I yeah. want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, and this no. This was a world of Heidelin's making. Exactly. And she's she's gone now. You know what it I mean? It was her but concept. Her it love was. lives on, and she's yeah. still like I. I can't so talk I, about her I too can't, much. I'm cry. <laughs> I can't call it a therapy. I mean, that is the 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 well, name. Here, sure, here's, but. Right, if if we want to get super picky about it, right, the way sure. that the, the sunring worked, right, we're on the source. So mm-hmm. if anything, so our reflection would be Etheris, but all the other ones could be idle. Wouldn't, yeah. See, and that that it's it gets weird, and I'm just like, whatever. My word of light says idling. Yeah. In 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 Mama respect. Town. Yeah, in Mama respect. Planet. Yeah. I guess in in like a similar ish kind of mm-hmm. way, right? Um, this is this is such a strange tangent, but my my family history. Um, when I grew up, my mom told me all the time, you, your family was Czechoslovakian, from mm-hmm. Czechoslovakia. And I liked it because it was a really big word that I got to learn and then show off <laughs> the people, Czechoslovakia. Yeah. And then one day I realized that Czechoslovakia does not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not a thing. We have the Czech Republic and Slovakia. But my family was from all the way back to Bohemia mm-hmm. when it was still called Bohemia. So... Again, it's one of those things where I think over time, 
yeah. things change, <laughs> names change, mm -hmm. um, stuff like this calamity happens that mm -hmm. changes it, or political things happen that change it. So, yeah, Heidelin, I it it's, is tough though because I do like Ethereum, but yeah, it's it's hard because the PR team has to deal with that. It was our story, and we're all going to call it something different, most likely. And so everybody, when they see it, wh whatever they put there is going to be like, that's wrong. Look, I, I, <laughs> think, I think, right, wrong. with with like lowest common denominator, right? I yeah. think we can just refer to it as planet. Yeah. The world. The world. So they call yeah. it a star, oh. technically. And there's a dead star in Ultimate Thule that just looks like a planet, but also like a star. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, but then it like <laughs> cracked open and it has that weird like, yeah. nipple thing sticking out. of It's I, weird. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Aren't we all just aether anyway. Yeah, planetary <laughs> physics doesn't make any sense in the in fourteen. Final fantasy. Okay, mm -hmm. that's true. <laughs> oh, I hate this next question so much. Uh huh. Okay. I just it it is awful. Mm -hmm. I I hate the answer even more. Will Xenos come back to life again? <laughs> As we saw. His body remains in a dimension separate from our universe and all of its laws. We depicted his ultimate fate at length in a cutscene, so I think the answer is to watch that and see how you mm -hmm. feel. We did show him stop breathing. His heart stopped beating, right? And that happened once already before. Mm -hmm. I hate the little koi, and his heart stopped beating. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like right, Yoshida-san. Right. What no, what this <laughs> what this tells me, and and now I'm gonna mm -hmm. be real here. I fucking hate Xenos. He was the worst thing to happen ever to Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I do not want him brought back. This is the we can bring him back, and I never said we wouldn't answer. And yep. I hate that so it is. much. Um, it is. All right, I have a I have a an opposite. Well, not that mm -hmm. I want Xenos. Let me let me let me let me finish okay. this real quick. Okay. Um. The the kind of like history we have of this right would be um, look at gosh what was that dungeon um, where we fought uh, Diablos the first time um, oh Amdefor Amdefor no Amd yes. lost, lost, lost lost city of Amdefor lost city lost, lost yeah. um, we defeat him but he turns into bats and flies away yeah thus he's able to come back in Void Arc mm -hmm. we defeat. Xenos, maybe he stops breathing, but his body is mm -hmm. still there. Turns into yeah. bats flies away. <laughs> it turns, yeah. turns into bats flies away. <laughs> I mean, so, it's interesting because if we yeah. really want to get into this, like technically he is in a he's in a dimension that we assume is it, it is controlled by emotion, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah, and dynamis. So, like, if I don't know. His emotions right then were like, I think I'll just be dead. And then he just was. But if one day he's like, I think I'm good not doing that anymore. Is it possible that he comes back? Sure. Well, I, and, yeah. I I mean, we will get to this when we actually get to our lore cast about everything that wait. happened in the finale. I am really excited to discuss it. And I do want to say again, again. If you love Xenos, please love him with a passion that equals yes. our You are allowed like, to like characters. Just like because, we are allowed to yes. not like characters. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, I can't be here because they like really hate this character that I love and that I find so much worth in because I love that that is a thing and there's a reason he has People think so Hildebrand long. is like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Like, yes. That's because fine. I, I yeah. love Orianche. Fusion hates him. I know. <laughs> 
I was more of a 1.0, 2.0 Urianji guy. I was I was a giddy Gideon Emery Urianji. Okay. 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 But I okay, never so want to see him again. I hate him. That's all. <laughs> what I was going to say was, we saw his heart stop beating, right? Is what Yoshi P said. Or did we see his heart start beating for the first time? Get out. <laughs> oh, leave. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. That's it for the show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, man. That's going to do it here for us today. Uh, I don't even want to say anything until the lore cast, so I won't. I'm just not going <laughs> to. Again, I mean, I'm there's not also a the, the whole man, like but... Xenos gave us the little teleporter thing too. We'll we'll get into that. Yeah, there's yes, a lot yes. of things. To and go like in. the thing is, it's so funny. So many people that I know and love really genuinely love his character, and I'm like, I love that you love him. I just like am so over it. I'm so over it. I'm so done. I like. Yeah. I really did want them to sell me on him, and mm-hmm. personally, I have come away not being sold, and maybe more annoyed at him than ever. But not everyone will have had that experience. Yeah, I will. That's fine, and yeah. that's good. Like that's why we all have different things we mm-hmm. love in games. But like, yeah, I, I really hope this is the end, or if that it's not please make me care about him like please <laughs> please give me some reason I, they would have this, to like, try little, really hard for me to like little, him i hate this little tidbit thing with him where it feels like they're like mm-hmm, a little story with a little more about xenos but it's not in the game mm-hmm, he's a reaper but why who knows maybe someday i am like if I you are going voice. to give me his story <laughs> give me his story give yeah, it I, to me so that i can connect to stop, it stop Don't dancing around <laughs> Tell me why I should give a damn. Yes, like don't make me have to intuit and justify outside of what you have actually yeah. given me written for him in the game. Give me his arc. Like, so mm. I just hope he never comes back because I just don't think I've yeah. been sold. The funniest part is when they first introduced Xenos, I loved him. I thought he was really cool. He was like the first character that actually challenged us and defeated us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Isn't he turns into a dragon, becomes even more powerful. Then we beat him and he kills himself. And then he comes back and he just lingers for patch after patch after patch after patch. And then he's a stalker and it's weird. And then we anime fight him. He's gone. Don't bring him back, please. <laughs> please. God, I love this. I can't, I cannot, <laughs> I love it. It's like, you you have fallen for exactly what they wanted you to feel for him, is the way that I feel. Mm. That's exactly what okay. they were trying to go for. And that is my theory. I mean, you know, everybody has those theories, and we're not going to go into it now, of the mirror, you know, right? Mm. And I think it was just very well done, because everybody's upset with him. So, <laughs> I, I really think it was very well done. With um, Nero. Sure. Plenty of people like Nero now. Nero's on the good guy side now. I still have an issue with him. I'm like, why? Mm, yeah. Why do we? Why do we forgive this guy? So if they try and bring back Xenos and they're like, no, 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 he's he's on the friend side now. I'm I just I'm not going to be. Able to <laughs> I, it's going to be hard because I already like hate him with every fiber of my being. Yeah. If they bring him back, I'm already going to be like even more upset than I am now that he was just like they tried to like make him such a big character, giant air quotes, right? In I, Endwalker. And if they try and bring him back and also make us be buddy buddy with him, I, no, like they're I I just I, no. <laughs> they're set, they've set up little little things along the way that make me think that that's absolutely what they're going to do. But they are going to it's like Rook was saying yeah. they're going to have to do something phenomenal to make me accept this character. It will. He have could, he could like save Alice from the brink of death, and I would still be like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be better than that. I'm telling I you, just... challenge accepted by them, and that's what <laughs> I'm saying. 
That's and like, why. Like, Aldino, if they do that. Boy, Island Sanctuary is going to be crazy. I can't. <laughs> if they do that, I truly do hope that it, mm-hmm. it pans out. Because yeah. I feel like there is something about him where it feels like they were always holding something back about this character. And I thought Endwalker was going to be where we got right. it. I mean, again, like they can do so much in a very small window to give you a strong sense of a character. The writing in this game is really Elidibus. phenomenal a lot of times. Yeah, Elidibus is a great example. Mm-hmm. But I truly don't feel like, for all that we have gotten, 500,000 monologues by Zeno, <laughs> they are almost always the exact same iteration yep. of the exact mm-hmm. same thing. And it's like... To me, I think some people will read that as being very upfront and very honest. But to me Mm -hmm. personally, I was like, I don't care if he is redeemed or not. I don't care. And again, we'll get into this in a much longer way. I just want you to depict him in such a way that like in the writing, I get something more than just this because this had to come from something. So Mm -hmm. what is the something? And, like, what is the context of how I'm supposed to be reading into him? And what is the justification for him constantly still being a thing mm-hmm. when, like, there are so many things that undermine everything he's supposed to be? Like, and yes, maybe that's very intentional, but, like, I really like reading into yeah. nuance and writing and metaphor and symbolism. Yeah. And for me, I just... I think there are many ways, again, that I can say I can interpret Mm -hmm. him this way. But do I think a lot of that is me just making stretches about ways that I theoretically would use him in a metaphorical or symbolic context? Yes. As opposed to something where in many other characters' cases in this game, I am like, here is the scene I can give you. Let's break down what it's all about. And I think that's that's part of the, you know, like some people love Xeno, some people hate him. I think that's part of the divide, too. It's where it's some of the stuff around him is just so vague that people start to fill it in, in their mind, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a lot of why, why I didn't like Endwalker. Cause I had that, I had assumptions, yeah. things I wanted to see, and it didn't hit those specific beats. And I think it's the same thing with, with Xenos where for me, like you look at, um, you know, look 14 does a lot of stuff very well. Every so often mm-hmm. they slip. Xenos is the narrative version of hats for Rothgar and Viera. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna slam wow. my face into my desk right now. <laughs> you know what's funny about man? Isn't it weird when a character really can't communicate at all? Like they only just say one thing, or they nod, and they're whatever okay, you look I'll into them know. about. Okay, uh-huh. okay, yeah. over here, mirror metaphor, uh-huh. yeah. justifying Zenos. I I'm see you. Saying. I love it. I love it. I can't I'm not saying that that's what they you. did. I'm saying that you could read it that way. Yeah, and if that's what they wanted, that's cool. If that's not what they wanted, it's still really cool because it makes us do this. There, there's, there's, there's certainly something with... to be be said about mm-hmm. letting players, yeah, um, fill fill in the blanks, right? Sure. But I, I think on, on the the other side of that coin, right, it can also be very yeah. dangerous depending on the story it, yes. that you are trying to tell. It's the knife's edge. It really is, and that's why I think it's just such a point in the in the yeah. community, right? Yeah, I've is. said it before. If if any if any video game writing team can change my opinion on a character, it is this one. So mm-hmm. I fully welcome them. But it's gonna have to be yeah. big. It'd have to be amazing. And I'm I'm ready for it. Xenos is gonna like have or to do something and you like re- rejoin like the eleven, yeah. which is like Vanadil, and just bring eleven <laughs> into fourteen for me to be like, all right, you're not you're not bad. 
And Emmett think- Salk comes back and uses his body. How do you feel, Rook? Very good. If it's Emmett See? Salk in there, <laughs> yeah. like, Xenos think- is pretty. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. His beautiful, long, cascading waterfall of blonde hair is nice, and I wouldn't mind getting up underneath it and having it flow over me, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's part of the problem, too. Because when people like Xenos or dislike Xenos, they think, oh, you like him because he's pretty or you dislike him because he's just a pretty boy. And so it's like, it's literally made to make us dislike each other over. It's funny. I'm just, I'm just jealous of the long, the long waterfall hair. Yeah. That's... Well, no, it's just because, no, it's because people think of someone who likes Xenos that you only like the physical aspects of them. I don't even like Xenos. I don't give a crap about it. But what I'm saying is when you look at someone who likes them, you're like, oh, you're one of those. And when you see someone who doesn't like him, you're like, oh, okay. You don't think he's hot. It's like there's so many of these layers on top of it, right? Look, some people like, are into the big, the big, thick, dumpy. Some people aren't. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I will say that although I don't think that your perception of that is wrong, Aldino, you know, I do think there are a lot of people who read that. That is usually not the reason why pers- sure. personally. Sure, yeah. I think that somebody Of like, course. You know, I'm not, I'm not accusing think, anyone yeah, of it. I, I think there are a lot of... Um, tropes in media and particularly mm-hmm. in anime that very much support the kind of character sure. that is right the idea of a rival the idea mm-hmm. of somebody who is kind of a mirror the idea of somebody who's always trying to one-up you or is fixated on you or is obsessed mm-hmm. with you as a measure of their own worth and and the goals in their life and all this kind of stuff so like i definitely see that um but it, it is i actually do love this topic because i yeah. do think that there are so many ways to read it and Absolutely. i genuinely love debating it and i love getting passionate about it and i love hearing the community's thoughts on it because um we all have opinions and mm-hmm. that's what's great because we all came away with it with different experiences mm-hmm. of that character so in that regard i do think he is extremely yeah. successful for sure i can't sure. think of another character that has this much behind it uh, you would think la habrea or i mean we don't know everything about la habrea yet elitibus was one uh, you know, and then it changed. Yotsuyu, eh, there's still some, a little bit, but Xenos is that one that just, it just hits the community just right, and I love it. All right, all let's right. get on to the yeah. next question, because we, 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 we will yeah. spend all day on this. Um, I was also trying to keep us on Xenos just to annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's payback for housing. Wow. <laughs> and enjoy and enjoy your crappy low res books. <laughs> I, that's all I got. I don't know what else I do. See, you can't hurt me. Sumner's already dead. <laughs> now I just feel bad. I never die. We are yeah. slinging controversial strong opinions <laughs> oh left and God. right today. So brave. <laughs> so brave, everyone. Um, no, I actually really loved this next question. Yeah. So I would love for us to get to it because this is one that a lot of us have talked about. So. We have many races right now in the game. All of the Asians seem to be of a hero-like race. Is there a story of how mankind came to have such varied appearances? That's a, that's a solid question. Yeah. Um, when the world was sundered, um, that's when the beans became incomplete. Because of this, they developed strengths and weaknesses. And over time, that developed into racial traits. Uh, if you have uh, something a little less or more, over time, it'll increase in certain tribes. Uh, and it'll compound into distinct features. Um, I don't know the official lore for this. Uh, but people are asking, uh, you know, why are Makote's ears so big? Well, maybe they couldn't hear so well and they developed bigger ears. Why are Lalafell so tiny? Maybe they were under a lot of pressure. Maybe they were just like really intense. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I heard um, beans, where the beans were divided at the beginning. <laughs> the beans. Yeah. 
this is really fun. I mean, I like the idea of almost, um, I mean, if their soul ether was depleted and if we're seeing some kind of, or, you know, split or divided mm -hmm. or things like that, and that there was a sense of, yes, I guess, a weakness to these beings that maybe in a way had manifested their evolution, I guess, mm -hmm. in their ethereal density. Um, to then have all these other iterations that kind of branch off, whether that's lack of ether or all these other uh, or, uh, ethereal manipulation abilities or all these other things, I think mm -hmm. are really fantastic. And it's a fun way to kind of tie in something like that into your lore. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the ruins beneath the bounty, treasured islands in the Golden City. Can we loot them someday? Uh, someday, well, uh, as you know, we had a lot of different places, uh, a lot of different place names crop up. Um, we've been able to go to a lot of places. The gates of Ishgard open, Alamigo, the Far East. We've been to Ultra Lane and even Thavner. Uh, we've tried hard to make sure that you can visit the places that we've mentioned so far, and I want to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. um, in Elpis, Emmett Selk adjusted our height, given how tall Median was. Uh, I feel like she shrunk. Did something happen to her? Is there a reason for this? Um, he says that, uh, remember, Ultima Thule is a space. Yeah, where Ultima Thule is a space where motions are the only reality. So what you see in Ultima Thule is in accordance with the Warrior of Light's internal experience and not a physical reality that's out there. Uh, the Warrior of Light has memories of Medion from Elpis being kind of like a certain height to them. And mm. that's why she appears that way. The same goes for Emmett Selk and Hephladeus. Uh, when we call upon them, it's your internal conception that determines how they appear. Um, so this might make you judge the warrior a light a bit, um, but this is how it is remembered. I mean, look at Eden. Warrior of Light does not have a great memory. No. You know? So. No. Yeah, I remember Titan. Be he had like a go-kart. There's going to be glitches sometime. Remember Titan's go-kart? Dude, what are you talking? Yeah, and Leviathan had like two heads. What? <laughs> Totally. It does. I feel like now you can make some kind of argument that Eden in some way has has some kind of, um, oh, gosh, dynamis expression or something, <laughs> or at least that part. Uh, but I mean, there's there's so much that goes into that, let alone mm -hmm. what Eden is. Look, the Warrior of Light has been hit in the head a lot. OK. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But interplay is something that I hope we get more of lore-wise in the future because Dynamis is a huge thing to add mm -hmm. into this game. And yeah. I don't even feel like in Endwalker we really used it to the extent we could have. But yeah. the idea that we now have a race of people that not only have the capability to manipulate Dynamis, which Vinat obviously thought was very important, but mm -hmm. also have the knowledge to acknowledge it and or work at using it right. in some kind of way is also really interesting. Like, what will that bring for the future mm -hmm. of, you know... Uh, magical studies in those right. fields yeah it'll be interesting i mean i just i just see it as another name for something that they can just use to like explain whatever they want right <laughs> oh yeah the dynamis oh okay i mean they could i mean they could but you know already like back porting the idea of dynamis you get to elitibus when he's the warrior of light he can limit break is that dynamis is that because of, right? Like, there's mm. so much that is the Limit Break Dynamite. Maybe, it, it, maybe it, not. They it can't do be it. could be because they, they, ancients can't do uh, Dynamite. But yeah, he wasn't, but he wasn't an ancient at the time. But you Limit was, Break, yeah. in that final fight, she goes, Dynamis? Yeah. So, making you right. think that that's what Limit Break Yeah, wouldn't be able to, to do that because would, the though. ancients had to. Why? Because he changed what he was he's no longer he was a primal or yeah, something weird yeah, at that yeah, point yeah, yeah, that's true like mm. we're getting a little bit of this in 
pandemonium with the idea of hemitheos. The ancients can't suck blood. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what? Well, not with that like, attitude, they can't. Right, exactly. So it's like, I really, I like this question and, and things around it, because when we get to the concept of hemitheos, was that like weird experiments on being able to do things? Did that get them into Dynamis? They didn't know what they were doing. Who knows? It's just, hmm. it's just another way that they could bring it back up. I'm not saying that this is true or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just really cool. We'll see. Uh, I wanted to harvest Thavnerian onions while in Thavner. <laughs> Where are they keeping them? I loved this question. Yeah. Uh, I asked the lower team about this. Uh, the onions have this effect on Chocobo, so they must be unique. Uh, you know, in real life, there's cabbages that can only be grown in, like, certain villages and stuff. So maybe the onions are only available in, like, a small part of Thavnir. Um, mm-hmm. Such things are dictated by the whims of the gods that we call the non-combat content designers. <laughs> in other words, it's their fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Also, Curse I, you, non-combat content designers. I desperately need a role-playing character now that is, like, a small exclusive Thavnirian onions. Mm-hmm. grower which would be just so good <laughs> well know. you know where where is this island sanctuary sanctuary is it off the coast of thavner maybe that's where they come mm. from could be there's an opportunity here yeah <laughs> uh were zodiac and heidelin completely destroyed or are there parts of them on the other reflections so uh yoshida he says i'm gonna give a straight answer here heidelin was completely destroyed similarly fan daniel crushed zodiac's heart which was his core and that completely destroyed Zodiac. Um, there were parts of Zodiac in other reflections, but when the main body was destroyed, those two also faded into oblivion. They're gone. And the real bummer fest here is that. Oh wait, they talk about this later. Never mind. They do. This yeah, is yeah, a different yeah. question. This that is comes, a different question. That, Never that mind. comes up a little later. There's a lot of questions that like, okay, this is yeah. here, but then. Um, uh, I don't understand why the Warrior of Light messing around in Elpis didn't create any alternate timelines. Can you explain what happened? Um, Ishida says, my interpretation is that the timelines were always the same. Um, another thought is that maybe Vanat worked hard behind the scenes to make sure the timelines didn't go awry um, and that the Warrior of Light uh, was always acting in accordance with uh, her plans so that nothing changed. Um, when we went to, went to uh, the moon, we met Argos. I think that's proof that at that point the timelines were going to work out. Um, we're adding some of this to New Game Plus in 6.1, so please feel free to think about it while you're playing it. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Did Okay, I have to ask all of you. When you were in Alpis, mm-hmm. did you think you were going to be able... Did you think they were going to do some ridiculous nonsense and actually be able to change the timeline? No, Me? I did not think... I thought that we were going to, when when I first got there, I thought we were going to keep it a secret the whole time. And that was quickly not true. I, so. yeah, I, I figured that there wouldn't be any like huge change in anything because it's like, it's like, there's only like one more area after this. They're not going to like, <laughs> like if, if we did more than that, there would be, there would be a lot That's more seeing happening. The seams, yeah. That's yeah. seeing yeah, the seams. I, kind of, I kind of wanted it to like, just as my thoughts wandered, I was, oh, it would be so cool if, if and my, the big thought that I had was, like, if we can fix certain things, and, like, I, we have, we've already had a timeline where it splits. Mm-hmm. They can have their world, and we can have our world. And both could be happy. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. Right. <laughs> I didn't think, I was, I did not think they would ever do it. And then when you sat down and you just told everybody everything and Hermes mm-hmm. and everyone, I straight, I straight up had a moment where I went, 
if they wanted to blow our minds, this would be the way yep. to do it. <laughs> and then I went, oh my God, they're doing it. Yeah. And for like a second, I was like, it's all going to change. We don't know what the future is. We don't know. what. The and then it was like all that nonsense happened at the end. And I was like, Hermes, you ruined everything. You're the <laughs> they're, like, they're like, look, that's a really cool idea. But I'm going to use my weird clock thing. And just mm -hmm. wipe our memories. Oh, I was so devastated. But I mean, yes, it makes sense. Time loops. It's a it's a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in the trailers, uh, only the Warrior of Light seems to age while other characters look the same. Will we ever see a grown-up Alphano or Alice? The whole chat was like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yoshida says, it's hard to say. On one hand, it sounds fun to me when I think about depicting them years later, having them be taller and cooler. Um, on the other hand, uh, I feel like cooler. if we did... I love how he said cooler. cooler. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, uh, I feel like if we did that... I need to get some comments like I really like the before I don't like this um, or you know and if we did it once we can't go back so that's kind of a problem um, so it's hard to pull the trigger for for something like that um, sometimes you'll see with like manga like one piece you'll get a question asked you know like kind of at the end of the book to like the creator or something and they'll be like oh what does this character look like and they might draw a picture for them it's sort of like that what if scenario uh, so maybe we can give you something like that um, Everyone in the chat is just yelling, do it over and over. We really have to be mm -hmm. careful about the heights. Uh, I'm kind of freaked out. <laughs> I don't get, I honestly don't understand why they, the team would be hesitant about something like this. Here, I mean, I yeah. guess. I, I, oh, I know, I, I, I know how you do it. Because mm -hmm. we, we already have that, that, that measure of time from like before and after the first, right? Like that's like a story yeah. thing, like that happened, right? Just have them go like, Shoal is looking into travel to other reflections. Mm. Have us go to another reflection where time passes differently and they mm. age up and it's only been like a week. Done. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, it feels natural to me at this point. Like, they've been through so much. They have grown as people. A physical yeah. change of that would be great. And we see this happen with character costumes, hairstyles, mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff where, to me, it almost feels more disruptive and bizarre in the world for them to just never physically age and then it creates all these other weird things where you have like people who are getting even more invested in the characters and then wanting to sexualize them but you're like mm, they're still children basically though so like what <laughs> like to me i'm just like mm -hmm. make grow them make their yeah. model like it, i don't i personally don't think that and maybe i'm very wrong maybe there are a lot of people but like personally i I feel like that's the kind of change in this game that like the community would enjoy as opposed mm -hmm. yeah. to it being something that would be like really controversial and nobody would like it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They're I, just I would being like to super see careful. Yeah. I would like to see it. I, I think uh, that yeah. it's been all, but they I have, they have basically written into Ella's and lore. Like Ella's and don't age physically as quickly it's because true. of how long they live. So it yeah. still makes sense that they look young. It's, it's one of those things, right? You know, he, he's not going to commit to this is how long the story has taken, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, I, I get it. Right. But also like. You you want to see some kind of passage yeah. of time. Um, I think yeah. that they're going to just stick to outfits. You know, Alice, I talked about lacking personal growth, right? That hasn't happened. I don't know what class she would even switch to. We don't know the future. Right. But. Maybe that's just what they're going to keep doing. You know, like characters are just going to go through job changes or things like that. Uriange had a had a couple technically, 
you know, maybe that's just what or, they're I mean, that's, with. I mean, that's assuming that they, they even stick around. I mean, yeah. you really have no idea where the, the story is going to go. I mean, they sure. could, I think if they wanted to do this, right, they either do like the crazy, like quick solution of, uh, yeah, there's another mm-hmm. reflection and time and sure. Or they, they skip an expansion and come back and then they're yeah. older. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a tricky, mm-hmm. a tricky thing. Um, I don't think it's as tricky as people are making it out to be. Well, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like they could just be like, all right, cool. And then the story happened and like five years later, they like, they, yeah, ultimately, you know, and we God, we I forget what specifically this was about. But we this was years ago talking about. Oh, it might you know, it might have been when we were unsure of of them choosing the first as a setting for Shadowbringers because mm-hmm. they were like oh well this is kind of how the the lore works and this is where the story's going it's like you write that though you can make it whatever you want like it doesn't have to go here because I think we were we were like we have so many other areas on on this planet that we haven't gone to why are we going let's to another let's not say planet? we that was a you sir <laughs> people people that play the okay. game we us it- whatever like <laughs> So yeah, it's it's one of those things. If they really wanted to do it, they could just do it. But I, I yeah. get why maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to just see hesitancy. It. I would love to yeah. see it. Um, let's see where were we? Uh, Vanat said that not even her soul would remain. Um, but what does that mean? I'm fond of her character and would like her to see mm-hmm. her again. I'm so glad they picked your your question, Rook. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, uh, this one was directly from me. No, it's not, but it is from my soul as well, and I share this sentiment. Uh, the answer is that uh, souls are made out of aether, uh, and she used up so much that her soul was gone. In 5.2, there was a discussion of Vanas' group that assisted her and how much the ancients were used to create Zodiac. Um, so maybe that would be of interest to you. Um, at the very end, um, Heidelin still had her own soul, Vanas' soul. Uh, but that was the very power that she used to fight the Warriors of Light. When she tells you before the fight that she saved off enough Aether for the fight, that's basically her soul that she's referring to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, versus the... Because I Was this during this question, or is this another different question? He talked a bit about Zodiac summoning, and how like yeah, the method that's... of Zodiac's construction and summoning is different yeah. than Vinod's. Is that later, or was that during uh, this? There was it another Zodiac question later. One. Oh, was there one? Uh, there, there was one that talked about Zodiac and the moon... Well, because he said, was... I'm looking really fast. There's a lot of quick Q&A in this thing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was in this section, but he said that, like, the souls of those used for mm-hmm. Zodiac, um, like, it wasn't actually their souls that were, like, yeah. the direct ethereal power. Zodiac kind of more like primals as we know like used power from other sources like ether and like sucked mm-hmm. ether from other sources to then enact change yeah, and, and from and the star magic. itself yeah versus vinat who literally powered heidelin with the essence of her own soul which mm-hmm. one just tells you how beautiful and brilliant mm-hmm. and blinding and incredible and amazing she was yeah. just incredible just <laughs> fantastic and I love her. Did I say that? I do. But <laughs> you may have mentioned it once or twice or <laughs> yeah, a dozen yeah. times. Yeah. But um she she powered it herself. So yes, like yeah. through this and by consuming her own life force essentially, she she destroyed herself willingly um to give herself up. So it really raises the question which one between Heidelin and Zodiac was really the martyr. Mm-hmm. But uh that that said I'm sad about this mm-hmm. because if Yoshi P can go around being like, is Zeno's dead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's in a dimension. You saw him die. Right. And then my girl, he's like, no, she's definitely dead. I'm like, 
Yoshida-san, please. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing how, like, other answers to, like, unrelated questions make me hate that answer he gave for Xenos even more. It's like, just give well, it to the us end straight. Of the, it was the end of the high... <laughs> I don't want to say this, but I'm going to do it. Just be prepared to kick me out of the Discord right now. Um, so it's the end of the Highland Zodiac arc. It's the beginning of the Xenos arc. All right, so that's going to be it for Aetherite yep. Radio today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're... I've had to go to the outro screen too many times for, <laughs> yeah. for, for I was going to say, okay, so that's that's me and Aldino. It's like the third uh, time. Rook, you got to get yours in. And <laughs> I know, I know. I'm going to work yeah, on it. <laughs> it. It is a really cool difference between the two of them, right? Uh, those two deities, right? So, I don't know. Sucks that they're technically both technically gone forever but it the, the saga has to end some way and if She'll one of them's be around forever in your heart yeah She'll i mean we can heart. still go to elpis well, yeah, <laughs> yes and some, i have some, many some times. semblance of time progressing is occurring in that that zone mm-hmm. with pandemonium yeah. stuff i mean she could come back she could just show yeah. up in elpis again she's like forgot my keys you know i who yeah. knows she could show up it's again true. Sorry, Charles, I cut you off. What were you saying? Oh, no. I wasn't saying anything other than um, I just like this. At, at at the ending, they have to kind of end it, right? And I don't know why they chose 100% like to destroy the soul. Because she would be cool to be around, but also she'd kind of be a crutch. I don't know. Yeah, it felt like maybe they did just want a definitive, like... This mm-hmm. is the end of Heidelin and Zodiac, right? And like, what yeah. do we do with primals? We kill them. And I mean, they mm-hmm. obviously had some subversions there in the story. Yeah. Um, and I think on, on one hand, and I'm sure this is probably a part of it, right? They probably wanted to be like, no, this is really done with mm-hmm. these two. Yeah. You know, like Zodiac will not come back again. Heidelin yeah. will not come back again. Like this story, the thing that they tried to stop the the arc you know mm-hmm. it's done and now it's your story and yeah. it's the, like the new world for everyone yeah. and that you don't have to be beholden to the gods of your ancestors right like you can make your own way and i i really like that i i think it is fitting but also vinat was incredible and i'm yes. they made me love her so much in one expansion mm-hmm. now she's gone forever so. i think like I, yeah i mean they they have to end it i think what i hope they do and and maybe this is in relation to xenos or a little bit um, the, the story that we've had, like, you know, we've had, uh, you know, the Asians cropped up like a little bit in heaven's word and then they kind of disappeared for a little bit and then they came back. Same, same kind of thing with like Heidelin, right? She was kind of there and then she wasn't for a little bit. It's just very drawn out and I would love going forward for them to be like, all right, here's the story. It is in your face. This is what's happening. We're not going to, we're just like, we're not going to forget about characters for a few patches. We're just, this is the story. It's done moving on to the next one. Instead of just drawing it out forever and ever and ever. I would like to, I think I'd like to see smaller, smaller stories going forward. Zen does not agree. I mean, I Uh. think the problem fusion, I really think that's less a a problem of this arc and more a problem that is just innate to the initial arc of an MMO being developed, right? Fair. Where it's yeah. like, when exactly they made all these decisions and how to mm. use them? Again, that's a big, a big part of this discussion. Versus now, ten years into the game, and with an idea of what they've done in the world that worked really well. I mean, I have no doubt that in another ten years, there will probably still be stuff that they're innovating in the moment, right? Mm. But I feel like at least at this point now, having come through one major arc. 
their idea of a cohesive longer term, like how do we really tell this? How do we really structure this? How do we really plan this? It feels like it would be something that probably we will see less of those Big. holes, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think they did a good job with them still, but. Yeah, I think we're moving uh, to to make an allusion to another franchise that's been going for 10 years or more that has a bunch the of land stuff before and then gets back time. together. Avengers. Um, because now I really feel like we're on a, an Avengers model. See, now uh, you're you know, talking, we talking my language here. Exactly. Um, <laughs> next expansion, we'll have a few of the Avengers science. And we'll keep going, and then there'll be the Avengers-level threat that makes us bring all of us back together at the end of the 10-year saga, and then we'll do it again. Like, that's... They had to start it, and yeah, you know, they were kind of wavering a bit, but so is phase one. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> every, every saga is going to have their Thor the Dark World. Yeah, right? Exactly, Thor the Dark World, right? Uh, I don't know, maybe Xenos is Whiplash, right? I mean, nobody liked him. From Iron Man 2 or whatever. There you go. I mean... He doesn't have a boy. Still better than Thor the Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even remember the, the, the elf villain's name. I'm just like, oh, uh, whatever, that, that one guy. That person. Yeah. Is. Can't go wrong with Nicky Rourke, man. Come on. He had a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's Malekith. Hey! Mal- yeah, yeah, Malekith. Yeah, yeah, that boring. Uh, all right. <laughs> In the cutscene after the level eighty-seven dungeon, we see a red seal appear before Emmett Zelk's face. You skipped one. Did oh, I? Yeah. Yes. Now that Heidelin is did. gone. Yes. Now that Heidelin is gone, just like this question was, uh, will the Warrior of Light <laughs> no longer have the blessing of light? Uh, she says, "I don't I'm think so the blessing of yeah." This is one of our this is one of our our top tens that we had for mm-hmm. Ed Walker. Um, I don't think the blessing of light will disappear, and I don't want it to. Uh, perhaps she uh, regranted it at the very end. Um, I like to think that it'll be with the warrior of light forever. Uh, and he says, "You know, my love will forever be with you, my children." Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, and I think right to a point too, like kind of like mechanics wise and stuff. Like yeah, it, it, yeah, sure. Keep it. It's fine. Just, just. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's there. Yeah, at this point, technically, maybe they could just be like, "Well, hold the stone and give yourself a traveler's charm," right? Like you could. You're as a Right, we know that now. You could, but it's it's no, don't take that it was away such from a, us. It's so funny. It's like yeah, it's just like a traveler's like board mm-hmm. thing. I'm like this whole time they couldn't beat like this little traveler war spell. Like, all right, <laughs> well, it was made by the ancients, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now in the cutscene after the level eighty seven dungeon, we see a red seal appear before him. It sucks face. This mm-hmm. is like the mask thing, you know. Yeah. Um. He says it's not really there just for identification purposes, but everyone on the convocation has intense magical power. So it appears that when they uh, it appears when they use any kind of like grand magic, it appears uh, kind of like a limiter. Um, however, each sigil does indicate the member seat on the convocation. So uh, for someone that's like not on the convocation, they can't just be like, I'm the 15th seat and like, you know, blast it and like have something appear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Um I think it's connected to the convocation's responsibility. You don't want people randomly walking around and blasting magic without knowing who it is or for what purpose. Um, so mm-hmm. when Vanat gave up her seat, her sigil would uh, no longer appear. Mm-hmm. That is so yeah. cool. I just love okay. that lore. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It, the fact it's that, cool. that they said it might be like a limiter. like Yeah. To me, I thought of uh, a sorcerer of Eld versus Emmett Selk, right? Because mm. when he does that transformation, he has to show that face yeah, you know i am haiti right yeah. that moment of him releasing that limit on his power that's what i'd like to think it's weird to think of it as a limiter when it's on maybe that that's weirdness but 
to break past that limit. Because, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that willy-nilly, even though you have the power of the convocation behind you. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, limiters also, I mm-hmm. wonder too, I'm curious about translations and different iterations yeah. of the word. Like, is it literally meant as something that, yes, like because they have been identified as having such strong magical power, this was put on them as a cap. But we mm-hmm. know that Hithlidaeus was considered for Emmet Selk's seat before him. And yes. Hithlidaeus was very weak with like mm-hmm. ethereal manipulation. So, I mean, the idea almost, I feel like maybe more of a limiter of behavior yeah that like this idea Mm. that like if you are operating underneath this responsibility like he was saying you can't willy-nilly go around Mm -hmm. um and whether or not like those on the convocation are even given greater power we don't know like what kind of magical rights go into this what Mm -hmm. kind of are they themselves subjected to various invocations that are woven around them to fulfill or manage their duties better their previous seats power in a way they get their power and inherit it yeah so like there has to be something that happens there. Is it literally that like over the years they accumulate greater mm-hmm. power and pass that on and bestow it to someone else? So then again, you are using such a great power in that one regard that you have um, that is like inherited from many others that then becomes your own. And so, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of them essentially mm-hmm. having, to, it's almost like a uniform, right? Like yeah. anyone who wields authority <laughs> or power, if they are exercising that power, they are are forced to show who they are in that moment, mm-hmm. um, exercising it, which I think is a great. Yeah. Well, you know, when you when you when you join the club, you get the uh, the convocation job crystal, and that'll uh, mm-hmm. bestow some stuff on you. Yeah. Well, maybe they can't use dynamis, so they can't use them oh. at breaks. Instead, they have limiters. <laughs> there you go. Sucka. Uh, okay, so uh, in concluding the story, uh, were there any threads that you found difficult to wrap up, or any lore that you disregarded? Um, this is one that I had to ask the lore team, uh, specifically Otisan, about. Uh, the initial setting and background lore um, are the only plans that we draw, so it's not unusual for them to change later. Um, if you you know, you'll remember if you played 1.0, there are a lot of changes between that and 2.0, um, and some we couldn't just like recon. Um, in 1.0, the Warrior of Light had a partner character. We we had this very temporary partner, and we kind of just. Ignored it when we moved on. When making this world, sometimes you'll ignore things that they are forgot convenient. about us. In most mm-hmm. cases, we tried to wrap up everything. That I remember. I remember that. Remember our little NPC yeah. friend. Yeah. Do you remember what they called him? Path companion. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Rest in peace, yeah. path companions. Uh, <laughs> they don't have, have to be dead. Oh, the system is dead. Yeah, sure. I mean, they could have died during the calamity. We haven't heard from they them. Definitely oh could gosh. have. Oh my gosh, Yoshi P does not mention things for no reason. Maybe he's gonna come with us into dungeons. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I, I, I now I'm wondering, in the conversion of data from 1.0 to 2.0, was the path companion data there? Hmm. Could they, they just they be like? Could they just yeah. like randomly have your path companion show up again and just like? I'm telling you, one of the trusts. They have all of the retainer. One, could be one of the trusts. Yeah, yep. that'd be wild. Um, will we have a chance to learn the identities of the full convocation of fourteen? Uh, we have decided the true names and identities of every convocation member. Whether it will tell you in the future depends on how the plot develops. Sorry to tease you. It that's interesting to me. The fact hmm. that, like, I mean, obviously, yes, they have them, but, you know, I think with with that end of, like, Highland and Zodiac, you also think, okay, is this the end of narrative around the ancients hmm. or, you know, Asians and stuff? But he's like, maybe we'll get back to that. 
I don't think it. I don't think it ever should be. I think after this ten year saga, the ancients are the precursor race. You know, we know them, mm-hmm. and they're we're going to run into them constantly because they did things. They changed this world, and some of it's still there. You know, yeah. um, and I I kind of find that comforting. Yeah, I kind of find that comforting after Highland's gone. You know. Mm-hmm. I love learning stuff about them, so yeah. I'm I'm gl- glad for this vague yet semi-specific. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> I mean, I I just give me just give me like d- don't even give me new reconstruction content. Just let me build Amarat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want Amarat housing. Um, Vanat had good intentions, and her plan did work in the end. Um, but was Sundering the Star really the only way to save it? Uh, really quick, just, yeah. To, mm-hmm. to to build off of your, let me build Amarat, like. How happy would that make him at Selk? He's like, don't forget us. And then we just like build the memorial city. <laughs> build him a little cute. statue yeah. next to our next to our like condo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super cute. All right, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um he said I consulted with uh, Ishikawa to come up with an answer that makes sense uh, when we explain it. Um as you saw explained it, the ancients being so dense with aether could not uh control dynamis to stop things at its source. The other actions, um, like, you know, okay, we'll summon Zodiac, and that'll be our solution. Uh, but she saw that and determined that uh, the actions would be unable to chain, uh, change as a people. Um, it will always, you know, that'll always be their, their own undoing. So if you look at the dungeon, The Dead Ends, which is like the, what was it, 80? No, not 80, 90. The first 90 dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that final boss is kind of their vision for what probably would have happened to the ancients mm-hmm. um, if they continued as they were. I thought that was really interesting. Um, right. For that reason, she chose to sunder the star and dilute their aether so that they might be able to use Dynamis and stop the final days at the source. Uh, as she herself says, this isn't really a simple matter of good and evil. Um, and she agonized on if her decision was the correct one. Um, I think everyone has their own feelings about Vanat, um, And we want to convey that Heidelin isn't a bad guy, but it's this decision that she made to split everybody into 14 parts so that they can use Dynamis. Um, this decision makes me think she was definitely an ancient, huh? Um, mm-hmm. At the end of 5.0, we find out Emmett Selk this whole time has been making decisions about how humanity was imperfect. Um, and, you know, in the end, he gives you this chance and reevaluates his judgment. Hermes is also concerned with uh, with this to the degree that he erases his own memory so that he can reevaluate humanity. Um, he's really concerned with fairness and humanity's worth. Vanat herself uh, never talks about herself uh, in this lofty way that she's making a judgment on mankind. But when we see her in that cutscene and holding that sword, um, that really is a very kind of ancient moment that uh, that shows you how different uh, the wholeness of the ancients were. Uh, normally, we wouldn't uh, make such a decision for all of mankind. So I think uh, that she really was one of them. Um, he also says MSLG is very popular, but I agree with Alphano when talking about you know judging people. Uh, what right does he have to do that? Um, and you might. Uh, that might be true of Vanat as well. If you go back and look at the different parts in the side quests with the ancients, you might find it interesting. Hmm. That she loved. A, yeah, yeah, it's she a great answer. She loved everybody. Yeah. She, and we, we, we hear this over and over and over again. She loved all the people and, and the world, everything in the world so much. I would say more than many other agents who are willing to just be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm done with the thing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go be dead now. She loved them so much she didn't want to go away because she wanted to keep seeing what would happen. And as even though that probably still doesn't give her, quote unquote, the right to mm-hmm. judge, yeah. it probably gives her more right than anyone else. It's it's one of those hard things, and it, it falls back on the Greek illusion that we're making. They were so smart. 
and they were so dumb, and they were so judgmental, and it's just the way humanity is. Could they have changed if they kept their society the same way? Could the ancients have? Nobody can answer that question, but Heidelin did. And that's where she becomes morally gray there. It's, I don't know, maybe not morally gray, but in the way of, well, you could have, you could have seen how it played out and not doomed us to never have this again. That's true. I disagree with it. She goes to personally. save the grapes. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, it is a question that has no actual answer. And it's the morally gray that you really want to have in your stories. And I love it. Yeah. The ancients are phenomenal. Yes. Like, really, honestly, I, I love this. Because even the song Answers, when we go back mm-hmm. to this, right, there is this con- that line, answer together, right? We don't answer and make that judgment yes. for everyone. We don't answer and make, we answer together. And that's where I think you see the ancients in a way that is so fascinating. Like, because they each had a different answer, right? Mm-hmm. Um Vinat's answer was that, like you were saying, she had seen so much of the world. She knew so much about the people. And again, whenever we are making our own little judgments as one person that exists, we forget how massive time, space, humanity, the world is. We forget that our experiences are barely the beginning of understanding the full range of experiences that people on this planet have, depending on where they're from, their origin, their history, who they are, what their lived experience is. We forget because we exist as ourselves and only ourselves. But to remind yourself constantly that everything is bigger than we can imagine is not something that's easy to do. And so Vinat, in that sense, I agree with all of you. And that I think she had seen much more than many of her people had in a wider range of it and realized that there was value in diversity mm-hmm. and difference. We see Hermes who suffers because of the uniformity of his society, right? That he himself struggles with being unable to admit the truth that's happening within him in face of a greater majority that at least puts on the mm-hmm. front of unity. Um, and then we see somebody like Emmett Selk who works for the betterment of his people and ultimately, right, like Vinat decided that the promise, the life that could be split was still life and still valuable and would still continue on and that that hope of what it could discover together in the future was stronger versus Emmett Selk, who looked to preserve the lives of those and and really truly the life in the sense of a unique sentience of each person that existed, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's this great debate constantly raging with Emmett Selk about... Is he a mass murderer? Well, <laughs> if you look at him by some of the philosophies of ancient Greece, no, because mm-hmm. the lives that he killed, he did not truly believe with conviction were real lives. Mm-hmm. But in the same way, did Vinat herself decide that the individual unique sentient and, and sentience and sparks of each individual of her own people were preserved yeah. in some way by splitting them and destroying them? Yes. Like it is they are two separate things, right? When in reality you can't I don't think you can say any of them were yeah. truly right because they were thinking specifically from one point of view and sometimes it does mean that action has to be taken by those who have the power to wield it. And there is no real true good way to say whether or not what they did was perfect in all Mm -hmm. senses of the word and yet again like answers and all the themes say what we have we must pick up and walk with 
what we have, we must try to repair. And we must always, always, always remember that we do this together so that we are not alone in having to grapple with these things. I loved Ed Walker so much. <laughs> I, really, right. I really did. I mean, I'm deeply moved because it's not easy to tell a story in which there are no true, real, good or bad or right or mm -hmm. wrong answers. Um, but it is so much more true to our existence as human beings in a way that's really raw and lovely um, and, and very affecting. Mm -hmm. and, and I love I love both of them because of that. I think that the ancients have really fascinating viewpoints. Ultimately, yes, we have to live with the world that we have now, but we will all have different philosophies within it. So, yeah. She really liked Ed Walker, guys. <laughs> I really did. For I think we songs. all did. It was so good. How can you not? Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That is an incredibly complex question. I had a yeah, lot of That's why I loved it. It's a good, it's a good answer. Um, I'm so glad that they picked it. The moon was meant to imprison uh, Zodiac, uh, but what about the first moon? Did the Sundarian affect outer space, too? We asked this mm -hmm. so many times. Oh, gosh. Last last fan fest? Seven fan years ago. ago. It was like right after like a, whatever interview we did with Koji after Omega had come out. Cause yeah, because I, I remember whatever answer was it was like Yoshida's or, or the dragon Ko star. Koji talked about Omega and he's like, yeah, and he goes and does like his Omega shit. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> um, so here's here's the answer. The reflections moons have their own significance, uh, but you can't tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. I have a theory. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let me finish this. Okay. And okay. then we will we will spend twenty minutes talking about it. Good. After the th uh, after the sundering, Zodiac was imprisoned in our moon. And then moons appeared for other reflections with pieces of Zodiac in them. They basically like Tower of, of Babeldom. Like they had all these mm -hmm. towers. Um, so we're going to show this properly later. So I can't give you spoilers now. But yes, there is some meaning to these. So I, that might be our, our first hint at story going forward mm -hmm. uh, with, with, with 6.1. We're going to talk about some moons. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And that theory. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so um, very specifically, as they start to wrap up the story, they point out the idea that there is a Ragnarok ship still in Charlian and a Ragnarok ship in Ultima Thule. And because those two things exist in the same place, they can travel between them. Mm -hmm. uh, they also say in, in this question that the moons are added after the world is split. So Theoretically, other than any changes the Loprets have made to our source moon, they are exactly the same. So maybe they are the way that we travel between shards. Right. Mm. And through the Tower of Babel is what I was thinking as well on top of that. But there could be anything at that point because it's, it's such a central point to the entire cosmos at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He is the one who rewrote the rules of the entire world, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. Zen, that's so good. I love that. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that, honestly, but you're right. They very distinctly make that point that it exists in two places in time and space. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's just weird oh, now because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, none of these planets had a, like a, a moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Weird. Well, you know, they didn't get uh, smacked by any well, other planetoids. I, I mean, well, 
I guess, I mean, technically, right? They were created at the same time. So they would have always had a moon because the moon was made with the reflection. Mm-hmm. There you go. I can't wait to see where they go with that one. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, during the development process, what part of Endwalker were you a perfectionist about? Uh, yes, is basically yeah. the answer. <laughs> this was a long did. answer of his. So long. Um, <laughs> yeah. He says, in every cutscene, I was concerned with the direction that the characters were looking, the timing between dialogue and the motions with each character's speech. Um, for like stage directions, I was concerned with their eyes moving, the head turning, the the best way to convey their expressions. Um, also, uh, usually we have 14 as a game you can play at your own pace, but this time we had scenes on autoplay. And so when they talked, I wanted our characters to take time to process those words, just like the players would need time. Um, I was particular about things not being misunderstood. Um, when you have something foreshadowed or hinted at, it's fine, but there are some interpretations that we don't want to guide people towards. So I was very particular about that. I do like that answer. Um, mm. part of this is also because Ishikawa-san was busy, uh, writing the script up until the last minute. So she couldn't perform her checks as much. So I kind of stood in for her with that. And I, I, I was very particular, um, mm. because Endwalker was the first kind of finale that we've had for 14. I wanted to have Yoshi, uh, Yoshitaka Mano's art. So I asked him to do the art. And then, uh, when we were reproducing it in game, I was very particular about getting it right. Um, ever since around reborn, I'm the one giving Amano his orders, uh, for what we want him to draw. And this time I wanted him to draw the last boss, uh, to draw despair. Um, every time he's very good about, uh, talking to me and having my back and forth about what, uh, to envision. Uh, but with despair, we talked about uh, what came to mind and then he had it in the extra difficulty of making the bird imagery as well. Um, but after like 15 minutes, he said, yeah, no, I have something in mind. Don't worry about it. Um, I really want to show you the original design that we got from him for the end singer. So I'll look for a chance to do that. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Please, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I mean, there's, uh, I also would I love to hear more about it to us already. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just can't believe they haven't showed it to us. Oh yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if, if I could pick like one thing to like see artwork from, it wouldn't be that like, that'd be cool to see. I want to see, <laughs> the artwork they had for the what was planned to be the 1.0 boss oh sure mm. i think that's that's something that every so often like you know they'll be like oh yeah it was such a cool idea but like we never know like we haven't heard anything mm-hmm. like what it was who it was that would be that'd be I like my <laughs> mm-hmm. hope slash wonder if they haven't shown it to us yet because maybe they're it's still maybe they the reuse it somewhere it. Maybe. who yeah. knows yeah um, the other things, uh, he says, for instance, uh, the instance battles and quests I was focused on as well as the subquest timing for how they unlock, um, this time, because we had the final days, uh, going on, it's important to have quests unlock at the right time. So is this happening like before the apocalypse during the apocalypse? We don't want an NPC to show up asking us to be their chocobo during the apocalypse. It wouldn't fit very well. <laughs> um, also if you have them all unlock at the same time, then your screen screen is filled with quest marks. And I hate that. Um, this time I played through so many times and I would see, say, three quests unlock. I think, yeah, that's a good amount. Um, you go do this quest and then the quest is unlock. And then when you're progressing through, it's nice to have it correct. Um, but for those that wanted to go through all the quests, I had to do them a bunch of times. Um, sometimes I did think, could we have less of these? Um, I was also concerned with the showdown with Heidelin and the trust dialogue. Um, I got to write some of the uh, trust dialogue this time around. And that was really fun. Um, but yeah, I, cl- I kept a very close eye on the Heidelin, uh, Heidelin fight from the very start. So, yes, he was very particular about yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it makes sense. You have to stick the landing. Yeah. It's you his know. job. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
what were you particular about, director producer <laughs> Naoki Yoshida? <laughs> Yeah, video, so you know, you know like this expansion that came out. Yeah, yeah. What about it? All of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole thing. Um, healers are putting out too much healing compared to damage taken. Are the plans to make healers more vital to parties? I feel like this person. And we start getting the person that asked this on. wasn't playing Sage. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was such a weird question to me, honestly. As somebody who is currently healing the tier, like. We, we can read through it and then respond. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I thought it was so uh, weird. <laughs> I want to emphasize uh, that we did the same as we have in every expansion at the start. We hold back on the difficulty of raids and make it a little easier so that uh, as many people as possible can clear. You might uh, be comparing this to raids in 5.4, but we added new jobs and things. So in future raids, we'll increase the difficulty. Um, if you're still unsatisfied at that point and thinking that healing is too easy, then maybe try the ultimate content and suffer. Mm-hmm. That Straight up just says, and suffer. You go ahead yes. and suffer. <laughs> this is too easy. Go do the hard stuff and suffer. Yeah, this is funny. This is weird to me. So, like, I raid with Aldino and Zenidra. Um, not Fusion, because we're too cool for him. Uh, we're over here, those crystal people. So All right, cool. Here. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Aetherite Radio. Rook finally found the way to... <laughs> I too have caused a reset today. Yay! Um, <laughs> no, but as somebody who's been healing this tier, I thought this question was very bizarre to me because I don't feel that the ease of this tier has been necessarily the healing per se. Um, I don't know what kind of comp this person's running. I don't know what their experience is. I don't know what exactly they're bringing to the table from this question, but to me, Yes, this maybe has overall been a slightly, you might say, at least from my opinion, easier tier. But again, it's going to be different things are difficult for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made very much sense to me that it was. <laughs> like, we had a huge influx of other players. This is the very first tier of a new raid series. Um, and so for me, I haven't necessarily felt that the ease has been because of healing it. Um, it, it has felt more to me that, like, again, DPS checks were a little bit more lenient. Um, Enrage maybe had a little bit more forgiveness and wiggle room. When you get to three and four, there are still some things that definitely have to be dealt with. Four is a beast to heal. It is a beast. They The opening door boss chunks your entire party over and over and over. So, like maybe when you get to the point where you are over geared and all kinds of stuff, you're finding that it's easier, I guess. But to me, having raided in multiple tiers now, I have not felt like the healing has been the ease of this tier. It has been other factors that have made it a bit of a smoother, more accessible tier to join in on. That's just my opinion though. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to have their own point of view. I mean, like, like me, who's just been like casually playing Sage, I just get into a dungeon and every so often I'm just like, like hitting all the buttons and like, please don't die. So it's it's a you know everybody's gonna have their own opinion you know this this might be like a best in slot healer you know right after the raid came out and it's like yeah this is like super easy it's like well, <laughs> wonder why <laughs> yeah you know I hadn't had a chance to to look it up I have heard a bit but it's more about the complexity especially of DPS options like it's just it's brain brain dead for that part and people really don't like that that's what I have seen now hmm. real ease. Yeah, I mean, in some of the places I've seen, people are like, oh, it's easy, but they cleared it the first week, and they are that type of person. And for that type of person, yeah, it's going to be easy. Yeah, I don't know. 
but yeah, I don't I don't really know exactly where that one came from. I don't know. Maybe 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 they just have a really good reaper that that keeps popping that shitty regen. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just funny because if anything, I have felt like we are in a better place for healers right now. As far as especially mm. the split between pure healing and shield healing, I do feel as though I have to use more of my kit in general. I do feel as though on white mage at least, thin air being limited to these two charges does make it a bit harder to recover from things like a death. Um, I've found that working in tandem with shield healers has felt like it is actually important and that I mm -hmm. notice the difference when, when our shield healer does or doesn't shield and then I'm left to heal or vice versa. You know, like if I don't quite heal enough, our shield healer struggles with it. So again, this might just be me, my feeling, as opposed to having hard numbers in front of me. Um, but I mean, in most general content in the game, you will always have more than enough in your kit to heal. In this particular raid tier, I do feel like, again, the overall difficulty might have been a little bit easier, but I haven't necessarily felt like the healing itself has been like, oh, I don't use anything. I've used most of my kit in most of these fights. Um, granted, you get to a smooth running, you get used to it, people aren't dying as much, it will always get easier over time. Yeah. Um, but coming into it initially, I have not necessarily felt, yeah, like we're so overtuned that it's ridiculous. I, I, I mean, that's just me again. That's just my opinion. Um, I, I had the same impression. Um, I, I don't heal in the static, but uh, just I I'm try and observe the damage since I'm supposed to be doing a bit of the leader thing. And it, it seemed like maybe not in the first two, but definitely in the third one and in the fourth one, like we were just getting punched in the face really hard. Uh, as a dancer, I feel that especially because I'm squishy, I'm very squishy. Um, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I wonder if that person's partner healer is just like working their ass off and that's why it's so easy for them <laughs> they've got a prolific co-healer and they don't yeah. even realize they're like healing's so easy this tier i don't ever have to do it meanwhile their co-healer is just like please please heal please please i'm so tired please <laughs> shout out to, to monty in chat nice to see you <laughs> um all right. Uh, Dark Knight's Living Dead and Blood Weapon are difficult uh, to use compared to other skills. Are there plans to adjust this? Not just Dark Knight, uh, but a bunch of jobs will be adjusted with patch 6.1. We're looking very closely at feedback and we'll fulfill as much of your requests as we can. Uh, we're definitely adjusting Living Dead, so you can wait and see how that goes. Uh, we've also seen feedback about Machinist and White Mage uh, that you're having trouble and we're working on that. Uh, so please just wait a little longer. We're also looking at Dragoon's concern about the jump animation lock. And this is going to be like the 20th time that they've mm -hmm. dealt with the, the, the jump animation yep. lock on Dragoon. Um, we'll just... right now and got <laughs> stuck in an animation lock. And I thought, isn't this over? Weren't they done with that already? Huh. They just, they, they point zero zero one milliseconds every time mm -hmm. they... <laughs> um, and we'll adjust that effect to the feel of your gameplay in addition to the numbers. Um, if I didn't mention your job, don't worry. We're still working on adjustments for other jobs, too. Don't lie to me. <laughs> His heart can only take so much, Yoshi P. Don't lie to me. It's fine. They're going to give they're going to give physic 10 more cure potency. Maybe they'll remove the jump animation lock from Ifrit. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, that'd, that'd be, be nice. Really there you go. I'm glad about living dead, at least. Yes, that is really that cool. Oh, yeah. That's that's been an issue. And yeah, machinist needs. So much. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things like Living Dead, again, people 
it's not impossible to use. It is mm-hmm. not impossible to coordinate. It is not, again, there will it, there will always be people that are very comfortable with using yeah. it. But I think that compared to many of the other tank busters, there is a far higher margin for error. New players have no idea that literally if they don't heal you to full, you will die. Sage mm-hmm. has struggled if you don't have every single thing in your kit ready to do that at a moment's notice when you are doing something with someone you don't know. It can be difficult mm-hmm. to recoup that sheer amount of health. Like, there it's just time it's a cool idea and i love the concept and i love the flair of it but like Mm -hmm. it it causes deaths and like you never feel good as a player if there is something in your kit or that like you as a healer need to respond to that like literally an ally dies when using something that's meant to save their life living (laughs) dead with a sage it's like well i'll just use my my swift cast because you're gonna die Um, given that we have Sage and Reaper now, uh, will you be increasing the number of glamour plates? This is the thing I was mm-hmm. thinking about earlier. Um, there are various requests that we need to address related to the glamour system, like the number of plates, and the areas you can use them in, the size of the dresser. We can only, uh, we, we actually talked about this. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plates are coming first. Six point one. Please look forward to it. Um, can I am t- happy though. Sorry, uh-huh. I just wanted to mention yeah. really fast. I'm incredibly happy that they said the areas you can use them in. Yes. Because yeah. that is definitely something like if you have this glamour plate system and already it's very limited. And, you know, again, it's it's a unique thing to uh, Final Fantasy 14 that you can play all the jobs on one character and you've got all this gear and all this stuff. Right. It is not a system, again, that is truly flexible to the point where it can scale to really work mm-hmm. with everything that's in this game. But at the very least, being able to use glamour plates anywhere in the world will be greatly freeing if and when they can do that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, that would be very important. And I love I'm, that. I'm curious, like from a system side, like how how they can expand it. Like, are we just going to like all field areas next? Because that's I mean, that's what it would be. Yeah. Because you can already do it in all the towns. So like the next option, like the next expansion for that would have to be field areas. I mean, obviously uh instance duties would be a no-go and that's that's fine i would totally understand that but um yeah i don't know we'll see mm. um can we obtain gear like garlean imperial officer uh costumes and gun blades or uh clothing that the members of the charlian forum can wear um he says the first one is something that we are uh we've already decided on um up until 6.0 we mostly showed off garleans as kind of like ruthless enemies and haven't really shown them as like the normal people or shown their others perspectives uh now that we've done that i think we can release gear that is uh, more garlean themed so there you go mm-hmm. uh do you plan to implement the songs played on the radio in garland while it is an orchestrian role uh, he says it's really popular uh we've decided to implement it with uh that distortion in 6.1 um as uh, sound director uh, Sokin said that he wanted to give people the experience of hearing it as they did in game. So the distorted version will come first. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we take up residence in Charlene or the lunar facilities that the Lopperts work so hard to make? Please. Please just try living in Ishgard first. We can't keep up. For 6.1, we'll have the lottery system uh, and increase housing there, but maybe slow down a little bit. Um if we could, that would be nice. <laughs> His all, face. All they I have know. to do is make instance housing. And then they can just come up with like some themes for the instance houses. There's it, got, I mean, as we can tell, there is something bigger going on with this. I, I mean, we've talked about it to death. We don't need to keep talking about it. But it, it is, there is a demand for it. They're putting housing! 
Like, there's a reason it continues to come up. Um, the current system is not flexible. It does not serve them. And it is not, obviously, yeah. it is not easy for them to deal with. So, I mean, obviously, we have some other big things right now, like these graphical updates, all sorts of stuff that are super important to the longevity of this game. But someday they're going to have to completely overhaul this. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Yes. And don't think just because they're working on the graphical updates right now that they're not working on back-end updates. Because I would guess that there's just, they can't do instance housing right now. There's just too many people. They have to find a system that is not tied into all the spaghetti code from 1.0, right? We couldn't even do dungeon exploring until very recently in the timeline. So, I don't know. I, I think that they, they know. I think that it's fine to there's, keep there's talking no about no way Just don't that yell they could about not it. know. Yeah. There's keep no talking about way. it. Just don't yell about it. It's going to be fine. Just keep talking about it. <laughs> um, will you add minions for Emmett Selk, Hades, and Xenos? Uh, he says, I'm the one who decides who we put out as minions, and I always hold back on putting out minions of characters whose roles are not yet done, so I think we can do that now. Is it okay to have Xenos as a minion? He's just going to follow you everywhere. Uh-huh. So, I think you should have Xenos as a minion as a way to say, no, I'm sorry, he's really not <laughs> coming back. <laughs> I think we should have Xenos as a minion so we can kick him and then he'll have what he ultimately Ooh. wanted because he just wanted us to fight him anyway. <laughs> I would love that with like a punt animation or something. Yeah. Yeah. That'd Everybody's happy. I'm happy because I hate him and I get to kick him. He's happy because yeah. we're fighting. It's fine. Perfect. Uh, do you have any updates regarding female Hrothgar? Uh, finally. Finally, we're done with Endwalker. Um, yes, we're working on the graphics update, but we have not forgotten about female Rothgar. The art team is working on a variety of styles for possible designs. Uh, we've picked two of them now, and we're working on how they'll look in like character creation. Um, it'll be some time before we can implement them, but we are working on them and making progress. Um, people are saying, are you really going to do it, though? Um, I said I would do it. <laughs> some people are saying, but maybe not a lot of people will play them. Well, you know, we've come this far, and it's not like people need to use all the races equally. People decide what characters to play for a lot of different reasons. Some people uh, may like this character or another type of character. So to have this kind of variety, we're not overly focused on who plays what as long as everybody is having a good time. Uh, and, of course, yeah, because... And mm -hmm. because, because I said that, now people are going to come out for ideas for new races that we should add. Please, no. Uh, no, like N-O. Mm -hmm. Please, no. Uh, please remember that when I presented Vera and Rothgar, and I said this was the last one. Uh, remember when I said I presented Vera and Rothgar, and I said this was the last one? Remember that, guys? If your memory was vague up to this point, remember it now. Female Rothgar is the last one I want to do. <laughs> Well, but Yoshi P, that was before you gave me these adorable little bird creatures. And now I need them as a race. Sorry. <laughs> they're so good. I love it. I need it'll, it. Give me a never, bird race. Yeah, it'll it'll never it'll never end. I mean, wow wow's been going on for how long and they still get new races? Just saying. I mean Yeah, it's it's a nightmare to do, but <laughs> it's kind of part of the MMO. You know, it is. I yeah. I think that Maybe in the meantime, we get some character creation stuff. That's what I would really like to see first. And then yeah. then we can pester him again. Yeah, yeah. You're they, in like five years. That's yeah. fine with me. Give and, me and, yeah. first. And, and, and at this point, if they add any new race, it's going to be the most humanoid looking thing ever. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way they're going to do Viera and Hrothgar levels of customization again. No way. No way. Mm -hmm. 
Unless they fix all the underlying problems, which is going to take them at least five years. Unless they figure out how to do hats, there's no way in hell (laughs) they're going to have that high level of head customization again. It could be part three of graphics upgrade. Could be. Don't know. That's it. Just part three. Hats. That's it. I'm just saying... If they take that one horn on Aura, that's like the one that mostly lies like this, but then they just make that a bird wing. Mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> how to program anything, but I think it would work. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's like the physics of it, like these it. little little head wings, like making the whole body like fly. That doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't add up to me. That, that feels You like... don't have to fly. I don't care if they fly. Just then what, mm-hmm. what purpose do, do the little wings serve Too then? Mid- to their antenna Goodness. to manipulate Goodness. wind aether. Thank you. Aldiano is on board with me. She Aldiano didn't flap him when she was flying, me. did she? I don't no. think so. She just no, flew. She, she just, she just, like. They're just protrusions, like the coral with the antenna that lightnings you, you know? Okay. Exactly. Right. And there I was think, a summoner horn. Well, I don't think, but I hope. Uh huh. That they're going to give us those uh, character creation upgrades because mm-hmm. you know it's it's about time. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that 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 is their next goal. I think that's a good that's a good that, assumption to make. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Me and then too. after that, maybe Yoshi P will be like, okay, depending on how fast they do it. Okay, well, you know, we got our goal done, so maybe here's a bird person or the wolf people that mm-hmm. were already in the game, and so many people apparently want also. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I always, I always forget about the Lupin, yeah. yeah. And then I immediately think of like, why didn't they just do, like they were already there? Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things where I think, like we've said before, if they give us mm-hmm. new updates and they continue to expand what the already existing races are, or even add new variants, that's more than fine right. with me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is kind of a thing that a lot of people really look forward to in MMOs, and that again, in a world where you can be something and embody someone and become something. Um, and create that avatar, it is something people are always going to want mm-hmm. because people always want more ways to express themselves in this kind of space, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. We did it. We made it to the end. It. Almost four hours later. Oh hey. my gosh. <laughs> One last hour? Yeah. Yeah. And we I, didn't even yeah, take oh. a break. Yeah. Do we ever? So we ne- we never same. take a break. We just. No, no. we don't. We just we we sit in, we strap in, and that's that's it. That's we're yeah. we're, we're done when we're done. <laughs> What's wrong I with you? that? <laughs> oh, a lot know, of things. A lot of things. <laughs> Everybody's like, I need some time. Be right back. I don't even move. Then I just stay at my desk the whole time. We're raiding. <laughs> it's like you guys can take your break, but I'm gonna sit here yeah. and be ready. Um, <laughs> reminder: next live letter, uh, Friday, March fourth, at three a.m. Pacific. Uh, that'll be uh, patch 6.1 stuff. So, obviously then, on Saturday, March 5th, we'll be talking about that. So, and that's only two weeks from now. It's coming up quick. Yeah. Hey, guys, like, information. <laughs> you, can, you can tell when Rook, Rook really had, like, parsed out the, the schedule of it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Why? like. I have too many games that I play, and unfortunately, <sighs> mm-hmm. fortunately, but unfortunately, this year, right? many of them have expansions coming yep. out. So it has been nonstop for me since Endwalker. <laughs> I'm like, wait, yeah. and then that comes out when? And then this week, and then ne- okay, mm-hmm. the, the, all right. The, okay. This this like month month or two of like yeah. February March, it's it's nuts. So we're, all, many games. we're still a lot of people are still kind of coming off that like Endwalker high, right? Getting stuff leveled, mm-hmm. getting into to raid. 
and then it's like all right and then uh like here's horizon uh here's here's elden ring here's uh, i think gran turismo 7 or 7 is coming out yeah i think uh, so destiny 2 expansion I, there's so yeah. many games guild wars 2 has an expansion that comes guild out wars 2 in expansion nine days. Yeah, there's a lot, but it'll not, be great. Not that she's <laughs> keeping track, but it's out yeah. in nine days, seven hours, mm-hmm. 53 minutes, and 22 seconds. I mean, look, as a content MMO. creator for any MMO, my <laughs> yeah. entire life is dictated by that schedule. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, yep. okay, how many yep, days yep, do I yep. have to make and do before that? Okay, we got nine days, nine I mean, days, nine days, nine days. Yeah. <laughs> we even have two MMOs, like Lost Ark and Guild Wars, like within a couple of weeks, having huge releases. So, like, it's crazy. Breathe. That Remember has not breathe. happened. Remember to sleep. Remember to in bathe. years. Yeah. Like <laughs> remember to eat. Remember to remember to buy food that you can eat. Mm-hmm. Remember to uh, what, what check your produce to, that it's not bad, so that you can then eat yeah. said produce. All right, <laughs> that is going to do it for us for this week, everybody. Thanks for hanging out for a very long episode here today. Uh, which button? That button. Uh, you can find me. I'm like, I, what is okay? Uh, you can find me on uh, t- Twitter, Twitch, YouTube at Raffleberg. Uh, Zen, where can they find you? Hello, I'm Zenidra sometimes, and my Twitter all the time is Zenidra underscore A. My um, uh, Twitch is Strawberry Bop or plus the word one, the number shot, the word plus one shot. That is D&D thing that Charles and I do. And I think we're actually doing a show tonight. I'm doing a show tonight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those get kicked over to YouTube for archival purposes. Oh, Hi, I'm Al. You know, find you. I'm only on Twitter. Uh, soon to be OnlyFans. I realize every time we have a guest that I have to say that, and every mm. time I'm like, mm, I don't know how this is gonna go, I but I just have to, I have to make it so that I can show them what's on it. That sounded weirder than I thought it was gonna be. You know what? I'm just gonna stop right now. I'm Al. You know, on Twitter. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be like, be like, it's actually really cool. If you want, I can send you some free f- yeah. foot f- photos or something. Mm. If, if if you're into that, what color of like nail polish do you like? I'll I'll make some <laughs> custom ones for you. I'll take requests. This is getting weird. Anyway, Rook, where can they find you? Yeah, of course. You can find me everywhere at Rookery now. So R O O K U R I. He used to be Bird of Chess, but we did have a full rebrand that happened at the end of last year. Um, the only exception is Twitter, where you can find me at Rookery underscore. Um, but I'm on Twitch, YouTube. You can usually catch me live two to three days a week streaming. At least I aim for at least one YouTube video a week. Some weeks we have more. Some weeks I get busier. We do more streaming or special events. So just keep an eye out. Um, and then on Fridays, you can catch me on the Lightbringers podcast for guild wars 2 and on saturdays obviously here doing aetherite radio so we do i do a lot of stuff in a lot of places but i'm always happy to see you and talk about the games we love all right and then if you want you can reach all of us here aetherite radio at gamerscape.com also you can tweet at us at aetherite radio you can find us on gamer escape on twitter twitch youtube facebook and discord discord.g slash gamer escape we have an aetherite radio channel on there Come and talk to us about the show or whatever else you want. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Lots of games, lots of 14 stuff. I mean, it's, it's crazy. There's so much cool stuff coming down the down the, the pipeline here. So that is going... Tell us how you feel about Xenos. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, everybody, for doing that. It doesn't feel feel good now. We were, I was ending anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
It's for All real right. this time. It's yeah. for real. I'm really, I'm really gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for real. <laughs> Good. Do it. You won't. Right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>